You, you want to see something really scary? What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Welcome, everyone. 200, no, two, well, to episode 220. <laughs> 220 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We have, let's admit it, about three hours of content I mean, for you. Yeah, it's, that's the, the going rate. Yep. <clears throat> so, uh, how, long it, how long has it been since I've seen you, Taylor? Uh, like a week? It has been exactly a week, yep. yeah. So we went to a ball game. We did. The Tacoma game. Rainiers. Yeah, that's uh, the Seattle Mariners AAA team. Yep. And uh, only the second one I've ever been to is your first, right? Uh, it was my first Rainiers game. I went to Tacoma Tigers game a long, long time ago. Was that what they used to be called? Yeah. Oh, okay. That might be before my time. Or maybe. Maybe, yeah. I mean, not before you were born. I'm not well, that be, much older than you. Before I moved up here. <laughs> yes. I mean, they've been the, the Rainiers as long as I can remember, but that doesn't mean that they... That they weren't something else before. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the world did exist before you. No, no, no. I mean, like, not, not saying that they weren't still called the Tigers when I moved here. I just have always known them as the Rainiers, and if they were named something else when I lived here, I don't remember. Yeah, so they changed to the Rainiers in 95, looks like. That's the year I moved up here. So There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. That was fun. Uh, caught up with, with the guys. Yeah. Our, our boys. Our boys. Uh, Two of them, anyways. One yeah. of them bailed. He's the, so on a, sick. On account of the pukings. Right. We're pretty convinced it was something he ate. Yeah. Because, you know, he said he ate chicken, and chicken's just... It's, it's dodgy chicken yeah it's it's touch and go it's very um it's, it's very difficult because like you want it to be you want it to be moist you know so moist what if i do this moist one? moist moist um <laughs> uh but you know if you undercook it then it's it makes you very sick that's true if you overcook it then it's disgusting and it's very easy to do either one these are all truth facts. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, didn't really get to much watch much of the game. Yeah, we were out in the on the party deck, yep. which if, if you're not in the upper level, there's just a bar right in the way. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of sucked that the whole deck wasn't like shaded, but... That too, yeah. It kind of created like a thus and them mentality. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the elites up on the right. shaded area. Yeah, like Jeremy's like, we got to get here earlier next year. It's like, we're not going to get here. We're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you crazy? I bet he said that last year. 
Uh, yeah, he, he apparently he and Jensen both got burned to shit last year. So <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> anyway, um, how are you? How are, what, what's going on? Uh, I'm I'm doing well. Yeah. How was your fourth? It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't do much. I was just telling you, I like we walked the dog, and while we were out walking, we saw a sign for uh, bracelets and cold snacks. Mm-hmm. Not Montucky cold snacks, unfortunately, but um, yeah. And so we just like you know there was some some junior entrepreneurs out there selling their wares. So we bought a a bracelet and a popsicle, and then uh, on the way back we ran into another young young uh, young girl who was. <laughs> it's not the same. No, young it's, it's young boy. Yeah, <clears throat> but we this uh, young girl outside selling lemonade, so we had to buy some lemonade from her. So. And then we uh, went to the roof and watched fireworks. That was about it. Nice. You? Nice. Uh, well, yeah, we went out to my, my parents' house, and I, I probably mentioned once or twice that they moved over, not east, but central, like central Washington uh, in the, the Yakima Valley, um, which is not a fun place to be this time <laughs> of year. But it, it was kind of cool because, you know, here it, it's been warm and we've had our hot days. Um, but there it reminded me a lot of the heat you get down in L.A. this time of year. Just very dry, stifling heat, which is kind of. Well, you know, it's just as hot in L.A., but it's a different kind of heat. Yeah, it's a desert, you know, <laughs> in L.A. Um, but uh, no, it was it was nice because it was just familiar. It kind of made me feel at home a little bit. <laughs> um uh, as opposed to here where it's so prone to get humid. Yeah. Which I can't stand. I, I, I just can't do humidity. <laughs> like, I just want to wither and die. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, yeah, it, was, it was nice. It was, uh, they, they moved out there in, like, September, October, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think it was maybe September. Um, and we've only been out there one one other time. Because it's just it's with the dogs and the kid, it's yeah. it's, it's hard because it's like a two and a half hour drive. It's a schlep, yeah. And especially you know on a regular weekend, you know we either have to head out at night and you know get there even even later at night, so we have like the weekend, uh, or you ba- basically we we get there, you know, the morning of Saturday and leave the morning of Sunday, or you know early afternoon of Sunday. And it's just like we're basically there like one day. Right. So this was nice because we went out on Monday and we stayed through, you know, Wednesday, early, early afternoon. So we had some time there. <clears throat> um, but anyway. Did you guys was, set off any fireworks? No. Yeah. Which was nice because like there were fireworks, but they were so often the distance that you, I wouldn't say you barely could hear them, but they weren't like loud, booming fireworks, you know. Mm-hmm. We get that more at home in the suburbs. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, we've got some dickheads living just like a couple blocks away that light off mortars. There's people lighting shit off in the high school parking lot. Jesus Christ. And it's like we were on the roof, so it was like going up and then like exploding right next to us. I was, I was all kind of worried about leaving. Because there are, have been people in my own street who were lighting off fireworks. And I really didn't like the idea of not being there with our bone dry grass, mm-hmm. you know, with, with people lighting fireworks off in the, in the, in the cul-de-sac. And, but <clears throat> luckily everything was okay. House was still there when you got back. Yeah. Um, but 
it was a there my parents house is smaller than my house and there were six adults five dogs and a and a two-year-old in the house and that was that was rough <laughs> um just uh felt like maybe we were like climbing over each other at, at times but anyway it, it was nice it was nice to see my parents without them having to come over here for a change sure but anyway that's what my fourth was cool yeah it's fun fun stuff and then I, you know, I don't, I don't know what it's like for you when you're away from work for a handful of days, but like I was gone. I mean, we were closed on Wednesday or on Tuesday for the fourth and I was gone Monday and Wednesday. So I was really only gone technically two days. Mm-hmm. I came back to like over 30 emails and maybe that doesn't sound like a lot to, to some people, but yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot to me. No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, I get well over that. In any given day. Do you get things that are directed specifically towards you, though, or just like a general thing that you need to work on? Both. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, all these were like, Tony, please handle this. Take care care of this problem. Mm. Fuck. Yeah, most of the emails I get are like, this notice was filed. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't apply to me, so whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's like, (laughs) I was gone on a a payday, too, and that's always just Oh, yeah. (sighs) Anyway. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, what else? Uh, we did uh, Always Sunny trivia. That's true. We came in second. Second. On a, on a tiebreaker, yeah. the, the lightning round. Which, like I was talking with you when we were at the ball game, it's like I saw a picture that we one of us had posted from the gift certificate we won the last Always Sunny uh, trivia, and we got we had, we had got in second place. We were both thought that we got first place on that one. But well, yeah, it was I remember place. doing a lightning round for that one too, but it must have been... That someone won, and then we did a lightning round for second or third. That had to be it. Because only the first two get prizes. Right. Um, but, yeah. So. And I knew the answers. I just wasn't fast enough. Right. Yeah. That, I don't like that kind of stuff. Me neither. Where you, you raise your hand the fastest. Yeah. Okay. Like I, know the, like, I know the answer before you get it out of your mouth. But maybe I just don't raise my hand fast enough. It's yeah, like, and I'm always worried they're gonna like the question's not gonna be what I think it is. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I always worry it's gonna be some trick question. Right. But it was drove me nuts that there's that one question that we every, re- every time there's one, there's that there's always that one question where you're like, if I had done that one. Well, you, it's like we had the right answer. That's and yeah. then and I doubt neither of us were sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but we'll get it next time. Yeah. Shout out to Raised by TV. I like their trivia. Yeah, it's fun. It's challenging too. Mm-hmm. Although this one seemed less challenging than the rest of development because we were discussing it through the whole thing. It's like, did we over prepare or right. is this just easier than, than the rest of development was? I mean, for me, I think I just know always sunny better. I wouldn't have guessed that I did. But I, I like I told you, I, it, the 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 trivia was on seasons one through nine, and I watched season one through nine two and a half times. Yeah, because you know what else am I gonna do? It's all reruns right now, anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, fun stuff. Yeah. And uh, so yes, yesterday was it yesterday. Yeah. 
Was it yesterday? Yes, it was. Okay. <laughs> you told me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm still, my sense of time is so off. Time is. Uh, it's a construct. It's a construct. <laughs> but so I went to the uh, the Scooped Ice Cream Festival at Seattle Center. Mm-hmm. And like, I had been excited for it. My, my girlfriend's really big into ice cream. She like, her family has this thing where it's like, it's not a vacation until you buy ice cream. Okay. So every time they go on vacation, they have to go find like, you know, the small little local ice cream shop and, and get some ice cream. And so I thought it would be, you know, a good activity to go maybe try some like, you know, limited edition flavors or something or find some new brands I'd never heard of. And so they had timed entries. It was, you could get in at noon or you could get in at four and Either way, you could stay until eight, which was weird in the first place because the four o'clock tickets don't, they cost the same amount. It hardly seems like a bargain. Yeah. <clears throat> but we got there like right about at noon and we like, we walked around the corner and we just see this big line and you know, you'll understand this people who are familiar with Seattle center understand it, but it went from, um, like right around the edge of the armory back to Pacific Science Center, and then around the corner. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long fucking line. That is a long fucking line. And we waited about uh, just over an hour and a half to wow. finally get in. So for our timed entry of noon, we got in about 1.30, 1.35, something like that. And uh, immediately got in another line, which was probably about half an hour, just to get our first thing of ice cream. Jesus. The second line we got in was even longer. And uh, and then we got did one more, a third line, and then we were like, so bail? We were there maybe an hour and a half total. And, How much? and we went to three booths. We got five things of ice cream because you could get two per thing. How much did you pay for tickets? $35. Fuck. For ice cream and standing in line. Yep. That is not worth it. <laughs> you look like you have something to say. I just to hear him Oh, yeah. <laughs> You didn't tell the worst part about the company. Well, I haven't gotten that far yet. You interrupted. I wasn't trying to interrupt. I just was anxious. I wanted to hear it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then the kicker, we went on their um, Instagram page, and th- there was, you know, on their latest photo, there was like, hey, we're now open or whatever. Uh, there was a couple comments that were just fairly innocuous people being like, why is this line so long? Why am I waiting an hour and a half to get in? I was supposed to be able to get in at noon and I'm still waiting in line. And they deleted all of them. Wow. <laughs> Which is a big social media no-no for a brand. Yeah. That's... Mm, no. And then... Like, if you were like, you know, if somebody's dropping like N-bombs or something, then you delete those. Sure. <laughs> and like... I'll, to the company's credit, there was people on there who were like, this is a total scam. No, it's not a total scam. It's poorly organized. Yeah. And it's, you know, maybe under-delivering, but it's not a scam. Yeah. You bought your ticket, you got in, you got ice cream. That's what was advertised. Yeah. You, people need to, you know, think about how they're using the word scam. But, um, but yeah, there was like, like I said, it, most of it was like legitimate questions of like, why is this line so long? And legitimate complaints of this line is too long. Yeah. And yeah, I think they just, they, un, they were understaffed. They had too many flavors per booth as opposed to having more booths. Mm-hmm. And then you don't know this part. I got an email from them this morning 
and they were saying, you know, we, we apologize and we also want to clear some things up. There was people saying that tickets were only good for two hours, but no tickets are good until eight, no matter what time you get in. And then, uh, they, and then they were addressed the social media thing and they were like, you know, there, there were some comments that were derogatory or spam that we removed. And I'm like, mm, nope, I saw them. That's not, <laughs> that's not what happened. Jesus Christ. And they're like, you know, well, today we're going to add more people and we're going to make it so you can get more than two scoops per booth. And I'm like, okay, how does this help me? Yeah. I went yesterday. I don't have tickets for today. Yeah. Who's going to buy? It's fucking ice cream. It's not like an amusement park. You don't go two days. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, some people probably do, but it's still ridiculous. I'm, you know, I thought it would be like the, the beer fests that I go to at Seattle Center. Sure. You know, where there's like a ton of booths. And like I said, it's like limited. That's the other thing. Fucking dryers was there. And it's like cookies and cream. It's like I could go to QFC and buy a pint of that for $7. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to wait in line to get a fucking thing of this big of cookies and cream dryers? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're telling me about it yesterday. And uh, it's like I I would have... I. I would have been so upset that I had paid for the ticket, but like also, you know, I wouldn't have waited an hour and a half to get in. Like I would have just chalked the $35 up as a loss and left because. Oh yeah. If I was like waiting to buy tickets, I would have bailed a long time ago. Sure. But the fact that I had already paid was the only reason I stayed in line so long. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing. This guy was walking down the line and he's like, is anybody will call? Anybody will call? And this lady right in front of us was like, yeah, right here. And he goes, oh, you can go around the side. There's a much shorter line. And I'm like, What? <laughs> Like if I had known that's the case, I would have paid the extra five dollars to buy tickets at the door to not wait in line. Was it actually an entry line or just to pick up tickets? That I don't know. I mean, but I heard multiple people saying that it was a much shorter line for will call. Yeah, as as much of a shit fest as as this sounds like, then uh, it probably was a, an entry line. <clears throat> well, that's a shame. Is our video still going? Um. Oh, okay. Oh, I was like, why it's not showing up for me? Mm-hmm. I mean, showing on my end. All right. But yeah, and like in their email, they're like, "We're a small business," and I'm like, "You're running an event at Seattle Center." Yeah. If you're that small of a business, maybe like scale down, right? Your event. I just, I mean, I you know they have d- different booths for different companies, right? Is that how uh, it was arranged? Some of the companies, there was multiple companies to a booth. Okay. But presumably each company would have their own representative. You know, their own people scooping. Well, apparently the all the scoopers were volunteers. Well, well, you can't rely on a volunteer force. <laughs> That's another thing. Like, this is what I learned from independent wrestling. If you can't pay your workers, don't have your show. Yeah. Yeah. People, volunteers will work at their own speed because you, you can't fire them. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll leave. Yeah, I mean, you can send them home, but then, like, what do they what do they lose, really? Yeah, like, oh shucks, I don't get a, you know a scoop of free ice cream. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna go home and jerk off then. All so right, to have a good day. <laughs> there was, and you know, and it was like the little coolers, you know, that like at a Seven Eleven or something where they keep all the ice cream. Mm-hmm. It was like those, and so you can't have that many people at a stand scooping because only like two people can fit in front of this little cooler. Sure. But there was at least one booth where they had pints. They didn't even have like the big, you know, Baskin Robbins tubs. Mm-hmm. They just had like little pints and they would get towards the end. They'd be like, here, just take it. 
That's uh, environmentally conscious. That's getting thrown away either way. Why wouldn't? Why? Somebody's got to throw it away. They either scoop it out and give it to you in a little cup, or they just hand you the pint. What's the difference? Well, I guess yeah. I guess they're putting it in cups anyway. I don't know. <clears throat> it seems like a lot of unnecessary packaging. Oh yeah, like I said, it should have been the big tubs. I don't know why they were doing it in pints, but well, that's a shame. Yeah, I was excited for it, but um, you know, I I cannot in good conscience recommend the scooped ice cream festival for next year, assuming they do it next year. This was their second year, so you'd think they would have figured it out. But was there? Did you go to it last year? No. I wonder how. I wonder what the attendance numbers look like this year versus last yeah that's the other thing maybe they just oversold like underprepared and oversold yep Easy there's no do. way to find out if there was any complaints from last year because they probably deleted them all. <laughs> well live and learn yep then get loves then get laid hey okay well anything else i don't think so all right well i guess uh before we get going on things and you know the show that you're supposed to be listening to uh we want to thank some people our grave diggers over on patreon there are they are a group of very lovely folks that help uh finance this silly little show that we run here it's not expensive but it does cost money and you know money is not something that we have a lot of and we definitely don't want to spend our own personal money on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we did that for a while. Yeah, we did. I don't, I don't remember how long, but we were paying for everything on our own, which was, again, not expensive, but you know, it adds up over mm-hmm. time. Uh, so we don't have to do that anymore. And the reason is because of these folks that I'm going to mention right now after this no <laughs> they are carlos rodella gory b movie max zaleski aaron meyer bob Voorhees, kevin nosgoda and several others who do not pay us enough money for us to say their names it's like an only fans wait what <laughs> like how, only how is it like an only fans i don't know don't they make like personalized porn or whatever now it's like an OnlyFans. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like pay me fifty dollars and I'll make something where I touch myself and say your name. Sure, sure. I'll pay me fifty dollars. I'll make a video where I t- touch myself and say your name. <laughs> Careful, Bob might do it. <laughs> I still, I did I tell you I DM'd Matt and he never answered me. Matt. The tattoo Matt. About the unicorn? Yeah. Motherfucker. I know. Probably best to just call him. Yeah, probably. Or text. Apparently, the number... The number... like I don't know if you have like a business card or on his website or, or whatever. I think the number that's on there is like a cell phone and that you can text, but it's like a shop phone. So it's not okay. That's what he told me, but it's been a few years at this point, so I don't know for sure. <clears throat> um, 
Well, you got you got to get you got to get that done. I I tried. <laughs> well, you still got to you got to do you got to try harder. I know. I owe it to Bob. Yeah, we're uh, financially bound to it now. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, thank you all of you for your contributions. It does go a long way to keeping us uh, doing this because you know we might not otherwise. And you you would uh, not get this primo content like Taylor's nipple. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, if anybody else wants to help us out, where can they go? They can go to patreon.com slash greatplotpodcast. You can join the party for as little as $1. $5, get your name in the show, like all those beautiful people that Tony just mentioned. Uh, and then also, no matter what tier you join, you get to join us live for Horror Business every episode and just see my nipples, maybe. Um, and uh, and also, you can uh, pick episodes like this episode. This This episode was chosen by our patrons. Yes, it was. Because we wouldn't pick these movies. Nope. <laughs> cool. And all the money gets rolled back into the show, either for, you know, maybe if we need new gear or uh, also the, the Great Plot Film Fest. Um, it, it's, the money's not going in our pocket. It's not going to our Disneyland vacations. It's not going to concert tickets or anything like that. As much as we would like it to, it does go back into the show or the Film Fest. Uh, speaking of which, submissions are going to be opening uh, August 1st. So if you are a filmmaker, start making films. Yeah, get on it. Just just make one, but don't make it longer than 15 minutes. Yeah. And make it good, otherwise you're not getting in. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. And with that, let's go ahead and do some horror business. Okay, starting off with some real-world horror. We're going to take a trip. We're staying here in the U.S. for a change. Hey, you're not going to South America? <laughs> South America or, or Africa or some... You know, London. London, <laughs> London town. Um, going to go to the fine state, maybe, of Illinois. Where Never the band there. on your shirt is from? Yep. Not anymore. They don't live there anymore. Well, they're from there. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying they don't, they don't live there anymore. Which Do they live in L.A.? Well, they live in L.A. Um, uh, a woman. Uh, unnamed. Unnamed. I'm trying to see uh, where. Oh. Um, uh, Alton. Alton. Alton, Illinois. Illinois. Yep. Bring the noise in Illinois. Illinois. It's <laughs> a good band name. Sounds like a EDM DJ or something. A <laughs> uh, woman reports seeing a weird winged creature with human with a human face and glowing eyes. Uh, the unnamed witness said that the unsettling account, or oh, sorry, conveyed the unsettling account to her friend John J. Dunphy. Schmidt. Schmidt. <laughs> who detailed her story in the Edwardsville Intelligencer newspaper. So this is just this is like an urban legend at this point. I'm like, does Dunphy work for the paper, or did he call the paper and be like, "You're not going to believe what happened to a friend of mine"? What she says happened. Yeah, because I feel like a reputable newspaper would be like, "Uh huh, okay, thank you, bye, okay, bye." 
Yeah, don't print that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? What would be great is if you, you emailed this to us. <laughs> we'll take it from there. Uh, said this, uh, this column isn't a prank. He indicated the witness is not delusional. Well, if you say so. And then she was perfectly sober when the eerie encounter recently took place around 1 a.m. while she was walking her dog in the city of Alton. Who walks their dog at 1 a.m.? People who are uh, not drunk and uh, Crazy. not delusional. <laughs> okay, so John J. Dunphy does appear to work for the newspaper. Mm. And apparently he just prints stuff his friends say. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> if I had a friend or a neighbor who was a reporter, every time I talked to him, I'd say off the record. <laughs> yeah, right. Just start a conversation with off the record. This is him. Hmm. Yes. He looks trustworthy. <laughs> uh, according to Dunphy, the woman was understandably unsettled. I'm so unsettled. I'm so startled. Uh, when she and her pooch suddenly came upon a creature that was tall, dark, and large. Tall and large. Well, you know there's a difference. It's true. One's this way, one's this way. Right. Big and fat. Yeah. This is just a big, fat, winged creature. Maybe that's... She, he couldn't fly away because he was too fat. Tiny little wings. <laughs> um, the witness went on to say that this oddity had a human face, which was white in color. It was also sporting glowing eyes and long black wings that it used to fly away from the scene. It probably was. Vampire. I'm, I'm thinking Mothman. Mothman? Mothman. John Mothman. Isn't it? Isn't that like Georgia? No, wait, no. I think it's been seen kind of all over. Oh. Um. <clears throat> Uh, one who observed that she was not the only one to see the strange creature as her dog. Well, there you go. If the dog growled at it, then it was it must have been Mothman. <laughs> Dunphy posted on her. It must be his social on her. Wait, Dunphy posted on her account. I'm confused here. Posted on her account. Posted on her behalf. Uh huh. Sounds sketchy. This whole thing. <laughs> uh, he posted on her account on social media, and some people suggested that the creature could have been the superna supernatural nature, uh, such as the infamous Mothman or perhaps a g -g 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 ghost. While more skeptical individuals argued that it's likely just a barn owl. I'm also seeing uh, people, or at least I'm, I'm reading Dunphy's article now, and he said that uh, he said somebody said. She should talk to a police sketch artist, put the picture in the paper, and offer a reward. It may not work, but it will get Alton some publicity. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, the next great sighting of the Mothman? He said he also saw people saying that it, it could be the Piazza bird. Piazza bird. Which I'm looking at. Piazza. It looks like a dragon. Uh, oh, it's a thing. Yeah. It, it looks like a dragon with the guy from Tell Him Steve Dave's face. Uh, and then antlers. That so, is one of the most ridiculous things. What's that seen. guy's name? Brian Johnson. I think so. Brian Johnson. Tell him Steve, Dave. <laughs> Brian Johnson, ACDC. Wrong, Brian Johnson. Yeah, no, not, not that Brian Johnson. <clears throat> this whole thing sounds absolutely ridiculous. Oh, Brian with a Y Johnson. 
Doesn't that look like him, though? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm. This I, whole situation is just ridiculous. Like, why is this getting publicity? This guy. Yeah, as someone on, I'm I'm sure the social media probably posted slow news day. Yeah, that's a thing that people say. They do say that all the time, and it's just like shut the fuck up. <laughs> you read it. Although I feel like I uh, would be more prone to say that to like Fox News, like all the time, because instead of port- in, like reporting on important stuff like uh, like Trump being indicted twice, they say like, oh, well, you know this. This dog uh, just, you know, made the longest dog dive or dog leap into water thing. Seriously? <laughs> and I'm, I'm just making that up. I mean, but that's the kind of shit they so do all the time. A dog didn't really do that? Oh, I'm sure they probably did at some point in time, yes. <laughs> I would like to hear more about that dog. <laughs> Cow Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe this was in a newspaper. Yeah. Just, my friend said this. Yeah, and the whole fact that he's like, he's posting on her social media. That is, that's weird. No, I don't think that's the case. He said Dunphy posted on her account. Yeah, I think that means like on her behalf. I don't think it means like her social media account. That's literally what it says. It says on her social media account? Dunphy Post, posted on, posted her account on social media, not posted on her account. Posted oh, her account, her account of the got it. Okay, events. Okay, I was misreading it then. Well, that doesn't make it any better. I mean, it's still weird. It sounds real sketchy. Also, sounds like she saw Barnell. <laughs> it's likely yes. It 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 cracks me up that so many cryptids can still be like legitimized by people when it was so clearly something like a Barnell. Yeah. <laughs> Like pull your fucking finger out of your ass. I say, say, pull your finger out of your ass. Uh, uh, yep. There you go. There you go. Watch out for barn owls in Alton, <laughs> Illinois. Right. <laughs> Christ, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> My uncle used to sneeze. <clears throat> he was like one of those cartoon sneezes. It was like. <sighs> 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 My my grandpa had like these earth shattering sneezes, <laughs> like it was terrifying. And to a certain extent, my mom inherited it. My mom is one of the loudest sneezers I've ever heard. That one was actually fairly small for me. I can get some pretty loud ones. Really, Jesus? Because <laughs> I don't I don't hold back. I gotta let that shit out. Well, <laughs> it's like like a community. Just <laughs> There's this meme I saw floating around, uh, probably on Instagram. It's like, you know, regular people sneezing. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like different people sneezing. And then it shows dad sneezing. It's like, it's like a, it's a stick figure of somebody, or like this guy, like, falls asleep. Like, asleep on the couch. He's got, like, the game on. And he goes, <sighs> <laughs> Ah, and the house explodes. <laughs> <laughs> the sound effects are the best part. It's like... 
<laughs> anyway. Anyway, Mothman. Mothman. <laughs> Appreciate how squeaky this table's being. Well, don't touch it. Tony. Stop it. <laughs> what? Tony, what are some what? things that I like? Um, beer. I, I do like beer. Yeah. And uh, beats. No, I don't like beats. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I've never seen Battlestar Galactica. I mean, it looked boring as hell. It did, yeah. It looked like. Uh, Star Trek for Scientologists. <laughs> uh, you like uh, fucking basketball? Yeah. And um, look at the story and figure out what I'm trying to get to before we. Are I, here I, I know what you're doing. I'm just. Uh, what's the word? Um, vamping. Vamping. That's. I was there. I was almost there. I almost said bamping, but that's not. A th- just being a badass motherfucker. <laughs> Yes, I'm vamping. Uh, you like board games. I do like board games. I also like horror movies. And from the makers of Goonies the board game and Haunted Mansion the board game and all those little figures with the giant heads, it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre board game. Hey. Coming from Funko Games, who says in a press release, in this all-out game, you, the player. All-out balls out. All-out balls out. That's, that's what it says. In this all-out balls out game, you, the player, have two options. Survive or die trying. At least on the game board. <laughs> oh, good. Because I thought you meant for real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? <laughs> uh, while the ferocious Sawyer family is played by one player, the other players will play as unfortunate travelers doing everything they can to not be the next victims. It's a game that lets players feel like a part of the world of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all without the high stakes. So this sounds like the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game that's coming out. More or less, but, yeah. But like in, in, in Pog form. <laughs> Man, how fun was Pogs? Man, did Pogs get banned at your school? Um, I want to say that they they did eventually. You know, it's funny because I Pogs got really popular when I still lived in California. And I don't know if we were just like on two different timelines, like down there and up here, because while when I moved up here, they just weren't all that popular anymore. So it was like overnight. They just, nobody really played them much anymore. And hmm. so I saw all these fucking Pogs and it's like. Yeah, one of the big tubes. Yeah. Yep. Although I never got enough Pogs to fill one up. Yeah, I don't think I did either. Because I never bought. I think mine was maybe two thirds full. It was about that big. Mm. Yeah, one of the taller ones. Yeah, I, ha- I have I have one about that big that's filled, and then I have a big long tube one that's probably got about as many in it. Um, what what, what kind of slammer did you have? I had a handful of them. Uh, my favorite was the the fucking buzzsaw ones. Mm. It was like made of brass. People fucking hated when I used it. <laughs> Uh, and it had a yin yang on it, of course. Yeah, of course, <laughs> that was my favorite because it was heavy as hell, and 
Yeah, I didn't like the like the acrylic ones as much. The yeah. the metal ones were better. Yeah, they like they didn't need to be super thick, but you could still get some weight on them. Yeah, the acrylic ones are good if you're trying to like. There's one on top you wanted, and yeah. you just wanted to knock a few down. Yeah, plus they had scorpions in them usually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had one with the Blue Ranger in it. It's like a little figure. No, it was like a engraving. Oh, okay. Like filled with, with blue paint. <clears throat> but yeah, no, that buzzsaw one's my favorite. Because, uh, yeah, I won a lot of pogs with that thing. Yeah, but <laughs> like I said, people fucking hated it. Yeah, they banned it at my school because they considered it a form of gambling. Mm, yep. Kids, uh, the teachers and shit always wanted to take away fun things, you know? Yeah, really. Like, like couldn't. Like first it was pogs, then it was like uh, magic, the Magic the Gathering, Gathering yeah. and then uh, Pokemon. Like they just didn't want you having fun. Yeah, just go out and play sports. That was all they wanted. Yeah, like this is, this is my time. This is, this is a sport, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Funko's game description promises edge-of-your-seat gameplay, pitting one player against all others with a unique story-driven ending. Included uh, custom-sculpted figures, dice, and 140 cards in highly detailed visceral art style. You know we should give out at the Grave Plot Film Fest? What? Magic cards? Pogs? Pogs. <laughs> we should get some Grave Plot Film Fest branded pogs and give them out. And then it's also random pogs. Yes. <laughs> we could probably buy, like, just sackfuls of pogs off ebay i bet yeah i was gonna say you can buy a fucking gross of them on ebay yeah and they're probably all like alf (laughs) (laughs) and like power rangers weird weird characters riding skateboards and lots of yin yangs lots of yin so So many many yin yangs (laughs) okay now now i gotta know (laughs) vamp uh do i do do a dance or (laughs) yeah pull your nipple out (laughs) A lot of 157 stack and smack street caps for $25. Why are you going to dress it up? It's fucking Pogs. <laughs> That's probably the brand. Power Rangers Pogs, $4. I had this set of Power Ranger Pogs. Uh, that, it was is, like, that is Optimus Prime. He is not a Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Pogs were still kind of, like I said, they were, they were kind of on the tail end of being popular um, after I moved up here. I went to this card shop, like, you know, sports cards, and they were selling Pogs, and they had this full set of Power Rangers Pogs. It had, like, all six original Rangers, and um, it was some ridiculous price, you know, for a kid. You know, probably more than I should have. It's definitely more than I should have spent on them. But this guy's like, these things are going to be worth money if you hold on to them and keep them in good shape. So I'm like, all right, I spent my allowance on a set of fucking Pogs. And never played with them. Always kept the set. And you know what they're worth today? Bupkis? Nothing. <laughs> they're worth absolutely nothing. They're worth how much you would get for like recycling cardboard. <laughs> Apparently, you should have gotten the Jurassic Park ones because on eBay, you can get the full, complete set of Jurassic Park pogs for $20,000. <laughs> That's a lot of money. There's also a Kool Aid Man slammer. And there is some uh, bootleg Disney ones. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think we should do this. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> I 
It doesn't even say the Little Mermaid. It just says mermaid. <laughs> also, that's not Aladdin. It's not the genie. It's not genie either. It's a genie. Yeah. With a turban. Yeah, fairly genie, racially genie, insensitive genie. genie. never wore a turban. <laughs> um, guys, come to the Great Plot Film Fest on December, 4, December 3rd, 2024, and you may or may not get pogs. December. December? Did I say it's December? Yeah. It is February. It is not December. <laughs> I was like, wait, did I miss something? <laughs> yeah, I moved it 10 months. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure out how to make this happen. We got to find somebody that can make pogs for us. I mean, we were just talking before we started that we may be doing a, a raffle or something this year. So maybe maybe we'll just throw some pogs in there. Just literally throw them. Pogs for everyone. <laughs> well, no, that's for everyone then. Then it's not special. Everyone gets pogs and we'll throw one slammer in the... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> in the raffle. We should make we should just buy a bunch of brass and like hand pour, like smelt our own <laughs> brass ones. So that wouldn't be fair though, because then by the end of the night that person's gonna have all the pogs because they got the only slammer. <laughs> oh pogs. Anyways, back to this board game. <laughs> uh the game is called Texas Chainsaw Massacre Slaughterhouse, and it targets players ages 13 and up with the game designed for two to five players. Uh, this will be available September 2023rd, although it will be... 2023. 2020, did I say 2023rd? You were fucking up. Game will be available September 2023, uh, but will be available for advanced pre-sale exclusively at Gen Con. I don't know what Gen Con is. It's a, a tabletop game uh, convention. It's a convention for everything. It's in Indiana this year. Ooh. Definitely don't want to go to Indiana. Mm -mm. <laughs> so yeah, uh, go to funcogames.com to learn more. Trying try to play this? Trying to play Pogs? <laughs> I'm trying to play Pogs. <laughs> Fuck yeah. If I'm being honest, I really want to play Pogs now. Do like, you can't buy like Pog juice with it doesn't come with the lid, lid anymore, right? Probably not. I think it's just like a screw top now. I, I would guess so. Yeah. But how dope would it be? It'd be? Actually, even like even when they still did have the paper ones, those ones were kind of shitty compared to like real pogs, like game pogs. Yeah, because they're just super thin paper things. And right, like that was how they started. But then once it became a thing, they had to make them a little more more robust. Yeah, like frisbees. Right. Um. Well, fucking jazzed on pogs now. Yeah, really. <laughs> Uh, what if we single-handedly brought Pogs back? That'd be awesome. We'd we'd be those guys that brought back Pogs. Yeah. Hopefully we could make a million dollars. We might not be able to call it Pogs, though. I mean, people would probably still call it Pogs, just because, like, Kleenex, Q-tips, that kind of thing. Right. But uh, Is Pog a trademark? Well, I mean, the company that makes Pog juice probably owns the term Pog. Mm. But it's passion fruit orange guava. Like, that's you can't. It's like it's like trademarking orange juice. You can't. Well, I th think the company is called Pog. Oh, is it? I think. Mm. Doesn't matter. We'll call them uh, plot devices. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you.
Who's ready for more bacon? I'm always ready for bacon. Dude, we so my mom was making breakfast for us both mornings we were there. And she made, you know, standard breakfast fare, you know, uh, pancakes, eggs, and bacon and sausage and stuff. Like I sat down, had my my pancakes and my eggs, and I had two strips of bacon. That's usually how much I grab. My kid, who's two years old, ate two and a half strips of bacon, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's more than I ate. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of bacon for, for, a, for a young boy. A young boy? I thought you were going to say you like floated into the kitchen by your nose like on Looney Tunes. I wish. I'd do that all the time if I could. Or you're like that dog in that commercial and you're like, it's bacon, 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 bacon. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Bacon is back off his stint in <laughs> uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Did you watch that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't seen part three yet, though. Me neither. I think it's it's actually you can... Uh, it's do, on PVOD now. Yeah. Fucking $20, man. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Although, I think I saw on... Uh, pro- Wait, did you... PVOD, did you mean Prime or is it... It's premium VOD. Oh, okay. Well, I saw it on Amazon Prime, <clears throat> and I'm, if I'm recalling correctly, I actually said buy, so maybe you can yeah. buy it for $20. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, we, were, we were in a rent the other night, and I was just like, oh, wait, this is buy. I don't know if I want to buy it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I have the other, I have the f- first two, so I'll probably buy the third one, yeah. just to round things out, but I'm, I like something tangible. I'm mm-hmm. not a digital guy. I mean, that's... I think that's where you and I differ is like I'm more of a physical media guy. Yeah. Uh, so it's like I don't want to pay for it, pay for a digital version, and then want to go buy the physical version right. too. So I'll probably just wait another month or two. <clears throat> anyway, um, uh, Kevin Bacon's back in Blumhouse TV's The Bondsman. Bumhouse. <laughs> Bummer house. Scum house, butt house, cum house, <laughs> which has been ordered straight to series at Amazon's Prime Video. Uh, the action horror series centers on Hub Halloran. Hub? What the fuck kind of name is that? Is oh. it, or maybe it's Hube, short for Hubert? Maybe, but it should be like H U B E in theory. That's, that's Hub. I mean, it looks like Hub. Uh, a backwoods <laughs> backwards bounty hunter who comes back from the dead. <laughs> oh, Wait, this, what? This gets better and better. <laughs> What's happening? It comes back from the dead with an unexpected second chance at life, love, and a nearly forgotten musical career. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is this show? What the fuck? <laughs> Only to find that his old job now has a demonic new twist. What is this? Wait, so it almost sounds like Reaper. It does sound like Reaper. (laughs) Or like Ghost Rider. (laughs) (laughs) Except Ghost Rider was probably way cooler. Although it didn't have bacon. Or a musical career. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Bondsman was created by Granger David. Is that right? It seems like those are... His first name is his last name, but his last name is his first name. That sounds like a very uh, s- southern name, so they, they do that. 
Granger. It's like, ah, I fucking love my, my tractor, my Granger. I mean, that's not tractors. What did Granger make? Like semis or something? I don't know. Granger's a company? Yeah. Granger is a industrial supply. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Industrial equipment, maintenance supplies, tools, and parts. Anyway, uh, uh, who also, he's going to executive produce. Uh, Eric Olson will serve as showrunner and EP. Olson most recently worked as showrunner and executive producer on the final season of Prime Video Series Carnival Row. Not to be confused with Eric Christian Olsen. Right. Who is Vaughn from the community <laughs> with the tiny nipples. <laughs> or the young Lloyd Christmas. Okay. You ever saw Dumb and... Dumber Dumb, Dumb, No. Uh, or Dumb and Dumber 2. It was the, it was the prequel. Or, it was Dumb and Dumber Rur, I think. Isn't... Is that what it's called? I thought that was what the the sequel was no, called. The sequel was, was Dumb and Dumber 2, but 2 was spelled T-O. <laughs> right. Maybe? Okay. Well, yes. Um, let's see. Carnival Row. His other credits include working as showrunner on Daredevil Season 3 at Netflix. Amazon ordered eight half-hour episodes. However, production won't begin until the WGA mess is figured out, which is pretty much kind of across-the-board stuff right now. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, it's... Like, I... I don't know. Like, sometimes I, I am of two minds on labor stuff, like union stuff. But with with the, like things like WGA, like I know that writers are wildly unappreciated. Sure, um, you know their work is so often taken for granted. They're the the ones who make things entertaining, and it's it's not you know a director or the actors necessarily who. I mean, they're the ones who put things on screen or on, well, I guess stage would be different. It'd be a probably different guild, but you know, put things on screen and they're the ones that, that make it visually appealing, but the writing is what is the core of the story. Yeah. And when you aren't appreciating the people who make that, then the whole thing crumbles. Um, and you know, it's putting the whole indus- entertainment industry at a standstill. Which is just ridiculous. There's yeah. no reason this should be lasting this long. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. This sounds like... Sounds ridiculous enough to at least watch once. Sure. Just see where it's going. Like, that synopsis just kept getting wilder as you read that one sentence. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, he's a bounty hunter. Oh, he's dead. A backwoods bounty hunter. <laughs> right. It's like, I, like oh, how, and he also has a musical career, right? Uh, yeah, I mean the fact that he's a bounty hunter again that sounds a lot like Ghost Rider because I mean that's basically what Ghost Rider was is or is is a bounty hunter for the devil, right? Um, or a Reaper, huh? or a Reaper, yeah. Except he's not reaping 
souls. He's reaping demons that have escaped from hell. That's true. And they never like call him a bounty hunter or anything, but you know, that's kind of what he is. Yeah. He's a gopher. <laughs> and, and it had Ray Wise. And you just can't go wrong when you got Ray Wise. Oh, Reaper. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about Ghost Hunter. Oh, I was talking about Reaper. Well, there you go. There I go. I wish Reaper was on longer. Me too. It was only one season, wasn't it? Um, I think so. Maybe two. That was a good show. Yeah. It had Tyler Labine, who's just always a treat. Yeah, and that guy from uh, Grounded for Life. Guy from Grounded for Life. The kid? Yeah, he was the he was one of the girl's boyfriends. That's right. Was he a boyfriend or was he like a neighbor or something? Uh, I think both. I think he started out as a neighbor and then eventually they started dating later. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. I, this sounds wacky enough for me to at least check out an episode. So Sure, and it's on Prime, so yeah, I, I, I have that. Already, yeah. It free. Ken Marino wasn't Reaper? Was he? Apparently. Played Tony. Hey, that's my name. That is, that is your name. Michael Ian Black was on it. It's probably like cameo. A lot of state people. Was David Wayne involved in some uh, Why can't I f- think of words? I don't know, because you're dumb. I don't know. I don't see David Wayne anywhere. Anyways. Watch Reaper. Yeah. That's what that's what word. I wonder if it's on like CW. It says it's on ABC. I don't know if that's is like do they have do they have a streaming? Uh, Hulu. Yeah. It didn't say Hulu though, it said ABC. <laughs> but it wasn't an ABC show. I don't think so. I don't know, man. This is the Reaper. Yes. I don't know. Okay. Just fucking Google it. I don't know. <laughs> Watch the full series on abc.com. Who's going to do that? Nobody's going to do that. I don't know. People might. People who really want to watch Reaper. Nobody's going to do that. I wouldn't even do that. All right. Don't do it then. I'm not going to. I'm not your fucking dad. (laughs) Yes, it's true. All right, so we're all familiar with uh, musician turned director Flying Lotus, right? Um, let's say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they have a new um, that person <laughs> or thing. It, maybe it's an actual Lotus. I don't know. But Flying Lotus has a new film coming out. Uh, it is a sci-fi thriller called ash uh written by johnny rembler and it is set to center on a woman played by isa gonzalez who you would probably best know as uh satanical pandemonium from the from just Dawn television show that's how i know her yep yep i thought you might caliente mucho 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 caliente uh, who wakes up on a distant planet and finds the crew of her space station vicious. Oh, no. <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> oh, no. Hardies. 
wakes up on a distant planet and finds the crew of her space station viciously killed and must then decide if she can trust the man sent to rescue her. Played by Aaron Paul, bitch. Bitch. Uh, he begins to wonder, wait, but as their investigation into what happened sets in motion a terrifying chain of events, he begins to wonder how innocent she really is. So oh my. Uh, this will be produced by a guy named Neil Blomkamp. I know him. Heard of him? He did District 9 and others. <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to make an alien movie. Yeah, he tried for a long time. Yeah, they just like, ah, you know, this isn't going to be your year. And then Disney was like, hey, Fede, what are you doing right now? Right. You want to make an alien? Don't tell Neil. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> that apparently just wrapped. Oh, good. Eco uh, Uwais from the Raid Redemption, uh, Beulah, <laughs> Beulah Kowali, and Kate Elliott also star. I'm really I'm not sure who any of those people are. Names. Uh, who said this? Oh, Flying Lotus said, we are building something fresh and unique with Ash, and having Isa and Aaron in this world just makes it flames. Okay. Is he talking in emojis? <laughs> <laughs> they are absolute magic makers, brave and equally inspiring. All that to say, we about to kill this shit. Oh, they're going to kill it. Kill it dead. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Flying Lotus is a DJ. I assumed from the name. Sometimes fly low. I gotta call him that. <laughs> I gotta call him Stephen D. Bingley Ellison. Stephen. 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 That's that's his given name. I call him Bing. Bing. <laughs> Bing. Ned the Head, <laughs> Ned Ryerson, Bing. <laughs> Ned the Head, Needle Nose Ned. I don't know what you're doing now, but can you skip it? <laughs> Watch out for that first step. It's a doozy. Uh, so yeah, so if, if you like Flying Lotus and Neil Blomkamp and Aaron Paul and Isaac Gonzalez and sci-fi thrillers, uh, then uh, keep an eye out for Ash because it's going to be flames. <laughs> Says Flying Lotus of Encino, California. <laughs> It'd be really funny if he was from Encino. <laughs> Welcome to the internet. Have a look around. Anything that brain of yours can think of can be found. We've got mountains of content, some better, some worse. If none of it's of interest to you, you'd be the first. Welcome to the internet. Come and take a seat. Would you like to see... All right, so uh, was it probably about a month or two ago? Con uh, wrapped up. Con! And, uh, you know, a lot of films that were presenting, uh, got, you know, were picked up for domestic and international uh, distribution. Uh, XYZ Films has just uh, picked up the domestic rights to uh, a little film called The Deep Web, colon, Dark Web, Dark Web, colon, Murder Show. Colon, Murder. <laughs> Was it about Taco Bell? Because <laughs> <laughs> it makes you poop. Uh, you know, that's that's such a common thing 
And like Taco Bell doesn't make me poop. It's no really? no more than any other food. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, no more than any cheap fast food. I would say. I honestly, maybe it's because I've had so much fast food in my life that it just like I've grown immune to it. But honestly, it doesn't affect me. Yeah, well, good for your colon. <clears throat> good for your colon. <clears throat> Get it out. Um, Flemmy. Yeah. Um, Don't flush. What? <laughs> when, when Dennis, when they're at the McPoyle's house and Dennis thinks that he had sex with D and so he goes to throw up and Liam McPoyle's like, don't flush. <laughs> He's like, yeah. yeah, let it out. Yeah, let, let it go. <laughs> oh, McPoyle's. Um, uh, Dan Zachary uh, wrote and directed uh, the film Dark Web. Dark Web. Uh, it takes viewers on a dark ride. Dark ride. <laughs> when a journalist searches for clues to his sister's murder, 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 leads him to a disturbing cryptocurrency. Oh boy, cryptocurrency torture website. You know that crypto. It's We've been trying to warn people. It's, it's, it's driving the dark web. The dark web. And, you know, and the murder. The seedy underbelly. Cryptocurrency torture. <laughs> Nipple torture, is that what it is? Yep. That's what it is. <laughs> That's something I don't understand is why people want their nipples tortured. I don't understand why people would want any part of well, it. Well, yeah, fair. But it's like, I feel like there's a difference between like being like, like there's dudes who are into like dick and ball torture. Yeah. No. Have you ever seen that happen? No. I mean, not uh, in front of you, but like. Just the guy from the Vandals doing it to himself. <laughs> what? The guy from the Vandals would always like slam his dick in books and stuff. Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's just, you know, something that you kind of happen across when you're exploring. When you're- Hubbing like, like <laughs> no, like this is like old school, like like rotten dot com and oh those kinds of sites. Yeah, just fucking women stepping on guys' dicks and balls and like high heels and shit. Ah, it's like what is going on? Stop that. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, la 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 la. Keep that shit on the dark web. <laughs> uh. Torture Weber's website inside the damn the dark web uh, called the Murder Show. There it is. The colon Murder Show. Colon Show. (laughs) As those close to him disappear, he must find and stop this reign of terror. Terror. Um. Isn't this (laughs) fear.com? That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) It's like no, that's too much of it. That's like a deep pull. Like I don't know if anybody's gonna get that, but. Yes, that's exactly where my mind went. What a terrible movie. It was so bad. And Steven Dorff is your lead man? That was your first mistake. <laughs> um, the horror movie's cast includes Josh Blacker from Elysium, uh, Aiden Howard from Riverdale, and Kimmy Alexander. Kimmy. Kimmy. <laughs> From a million little things. So, 
you know, if you're into fear.com, then this might be right up your alley. <laughs> if you were like, man, why haven't they modernized fear.com for the crypto age? <laughs> I remember when fear.com came out, everybody, like the whole movie was just like, hey, have you guys heard about this thing called the internet? <laughs> Did you know that people do weird things on the internet? It's the inner netting of your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> So you can go swimming. You know what's weird? Is growing up, you know, when you're a little kid, yeah, all the little kid shorts have that netting inside. Yeah. Then at some point you start wearing big boy clothes (laughs) and it's not in there anymore. It's like, wait, do I not need this now? I have a a pair of swim shorts that has them. Really? Yeah, but I hate it because it's like mesh. But it's not like like good mesh, like basketball short mesh. It's like the holes are too big. So you feel like you're cheese grating your balls? Ye- not, it's more so that the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but then I've got this other pair that has basically built-in boxer shorts as the lining. And I'm like, these are nice. That's nice. Yeah. I've never seen that. Maybe I'm just buying them in the wrong place. Well, these were not cheap. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that's how they get you. Yeah. I buy cheap ones because I rarely go swimming. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember the first time I ever noticed that. Like, I think I was probably a kid, you know, and, you know, getting the, the internetting in, in your shorts. The internet. The internet. <laughs> um, and then I think I probably didn't buy new swim trunks for years because I just wasn't going swimming. And then um, I was working at Zoomies. And I was working at their um, their uh, uh, b- 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 outlet store. So it's a lot of discount shit that they couldn't sell at other stores. Yeah. Um, and they just board shorts. It's like, yeah, I could use some swim trunks. And yeah, there's nothing in, inside. It's like, this is... Do I wear underwear? Or? Yeah, that was... The, that That is still a question. Like, <laughs> am I supposed to wear something under this? Right. Um, and yeah, pretty much every pair of shorts I've bought since then hasn't had anything inside. And it's like, I guess this is just adulting. When we went to Hawaii, <laughs> she like insisted I buy two new pair, two new, um, swimsuits. Like, I don't know why I need, like, I have two. I don't know why I need two more, but sure, whatever. It's too many swim trunks. It's too many. <laughs> you don't, it's not like, it's like we have a pool. It's not like it's a, a shirts or socks or something. It's something you change every day. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when the cryptos creak and the tombstones quake, ghosts come out for a squeaking way. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide or a silly spook mason. So Disney's second attempt at making a movie based on the Haunted Mansion ride uh, is coming out later this month. Yes, we will be talking about it. We will. And guess what else we'll be talking about? The first attempt. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) But director Justin Simeon is already talking about a sequel. Uh, He was talking to SFX Magazine, and he said that a sequel is definitely in the realm of possibility. 
He said, I sort of get my rocks off on world building. Whoa oh, there. Yeah. Whoa there, guy. I f- fucking love making Disney rides. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Did you say Disney rocks? Disney rides. <laughs> oh. Like you're talking about like the fake rocks at Disneyland. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's my shit. Coming all over the Splash Mountain. <laughs> I got your Splash Mountain right here. <laughs> oh, um, nut. Give me that Splash Mountain nut. <laughs> I love nutting all over these Indiana Jones temples. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Forbidden Nut. <laughs> I sort of get my rocks off on world building so we certainly set up a lot that I think a lot of other stories could derive from he said a lot too many times Uh, and continue he said a lot a lot yeah not really up to me but I definitely think there are possibilities there Uh, he says that this movie dives into quote the lore of the 999 haunts as well as other elements of the ride, but fleshes them out in new ways, saying, quote, it was really just about expanding what we know and what we can see around the story just a bit further, but not filling in every blank. Certainly Hatbox Ghost, that was a big one. We're pulling from what has been established, what really has been rumored, and tried to flesh him out and flesh that story out too. I think it's really satisfying. I got my rocks off on it. (laughs) (laughs) But it also leaves the door open for a lot more. Just as with the Haunted Mansion ride itself, uh, Simeon previously said that he wanted to do as many practical effects as he could, which I appreciate. It doesn't really look that way in the trailer, though. Not so much, no. Uh, He said, you know, there's a trick being played on you, but you're not sure how they did it. The Pepper's Ghost effect, which is an effect in the ride, which is basically how you see like the transparent ghosts. That's called a Pepper's Ghost. Uh, It's so old school, you know it's not a screen, but it's because it's so old school that it feels like it's really there. There's a practicality to the tricks to the ride, tricks on the ride that I felt was important. When I took the job, I said, I don't want to make CGI soup. We need, we have to build the house. So apparently the house is practical. And Disney like, Disney's like, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> now nah, Disney was probably like, all right, here's a billion dollars. What, yeah. what are we, what, what we going to do? Get out of our face, kid. Take it out of the Disney World fund. Huh? <laughs> Uh, even if we're not doing an effect practically, we have to make it look like we did because there's something about the groundedness of the ride that makes it what it is. It makes it charming. I mean, yeah, I guess. You can't really CGI a ride, I guess, unless you're doing like a s- screen ride. Well, I mean, like... So, nowadays, they've got so much combination of, of new and old effects. Um, you know, like... Um, they still got the the ghosts in the banquet hall. The the pepper the, the pepper ghosts. Pepper, pepper's ghosts. Um, but then you've got like Madame Leota and the Hatbox Ghost, mm-hmm. and they've actually changed the the bride too. Um, oh, have they? Yeah, to have more modern effects. Uh, so it's double edged sword. It looks better, but it also doesn't have that same feel. You know? Yeah. So like. I don't know. It's it's hard to really decide whether it's better or worse, or maybe it's just about the same, just on a just different, different scale. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> same but different. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. I, but no, I, I definitely get what he's talking about. There's just something about a practical effect, even if it doesn't look good. It's just the fact that it's there, rather than being something 
made by a computer. Well, yeah, like it feels tangible and, you know, the actors who are engaging with it can actually engage with it. Mm -hmm. It's not like something that has to be put in later. Right. They're not like talking to a tennis ball, you know, they're talking to an actual ghost or whatever the effect is, something they can actually see and look at and react to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference. I'll just, let's say character walks into the, the, you know, Actually, I guess, I mean, the ride at least doesn't have like a great hall. Right? No. That's the banquet hall. I mean, like, like a, like a entryway or a, a foyer. Oh, no. Well, okay. Let's just, let's. You're up on the balcony when you go by it. So you don't really see an entryway. And you kind of go in like, like when you go into the ride, you go in through like a side door and then it leads you into like a hallway. Yeah. So maybe there's, so maybe there is one in the house, like. You know, kayfabe, but you, you never see it. Right. Anyway, but let's just say, for instance, let's just say, for example, that there is one. There is a difference between a character walking in to a house and there's this big, grand entryway um, and it being real or CGI, even if he doesn't interact with it. It just, it hits different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's... Something, say, like Marvel movies, something that they've always, it's always had working against it because so much is like green screen stuff right. or, or, I guess they use blue screen, but um, it just, it, it never, it never feels real because it isn't. And that's something you're, unless computer graphics can, you know, excel basically double reality. Yeah. Yeah, unless you can perfectly recreate reality, in which case I think the whole human race is in trouble, <laughs> uh, you're never going to have that same experience on film. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I, I appreciate that he wants to do a lot of practical stuff. But like I said in the trailer, it doesn't, it doesn't look like there's a lot of practical stuff, at least not with what they've shown us. Right. So we'll see. Yeah, and I mean, as far as a sequel, I you know obviously we can't talk to that because we haven't seen the first one. But um, as as we said, keep an ear out for our haunted mansion episode later this month. And that's uh, that's it for horror business. Hey, I do wish they would have held off on this until Halloween. I think they it was gonna be Halloween, and they moved it up if I remember correctly. I think they actually moved it up a couple times. That's weird. I wonder. I wonder if it's so. Wah, 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 wah. I wonder if they they released it early to drive traffic into the parks. Because, although I don't know, it'd be good if they did some like cross uh, promotion thing, like you know, equip the like rather than doing the the Nightmare Before Christmas thing, which is so fucking tired. Mm-hmm. I would wish they would stop. Yeah. Um, dress it up and make it more equitable to the movie or something like that uh, to, like I said, you know, cross uh, promote yeah. things. Because, yeah, I mean, you get a lot of foot traffic into the parks from people who just saw the movie. Yeah. And it'll happen anyway, but... As long <clears throat> as they don't, like like they did with Pirates and put Johnny Depp in it. Yeah. Although there was a time when, I think this was at Disney World, um... And I don't recall it even being around the time any of the movies had been released. 
But he got up and co- he got in costume and went into the oh, ride. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. Like that would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> I hope that this movie is like super gay. <laughs> Just to stick it to DeSantis. Oh. Well. I hope it takes place in Florida and it's like super gay. <laughs> it's like it's like I know you're joking, but I'm like trying to think how they could possibly do that. <laughs> I don't even know what I mean by that. <laughs> it's like what like gay ghosts? I mean, how, how do you convey that? Yep. It's look at my hat box, isn't it fabulous? <laughs> oh. All right. Well, we already finished our business. You already said that. I so, did say it. <clears throat> so, uh, let's go ahead and just move right along to the reviews. <laughs> All right, everyone. So, this is a very special episode. We're going to talk about drugs. <laughs> Uh, once a year we, well, sometimes more, but usually just once. Sometimes less. <laughs> sometimes less. Uh, we let our grave diggers pick an episode for us. And by that, I mean, they pick the movies that we talk about. Yes. And it usually, uh, because we're very vocal people and we talk about the things that we hate so, uh, strongly and with so much, uh, fervor. <laughs> Is that the right word? That's that's sure. Yeah. Okay. Vitral. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's definitely that. Uh, they like to spite us and assign us movies that we don't want to watch, and they know we don't want to watch, but we're or they just pick movies that they think look bad. Yep. Um, and uh, that is what happened to us. That is definitely today. the case this year. Um, we were forced to watch James Wan's Malignant. And the retaliator. Retaliator. I was gonna say the director, but I don't remember. Oh, Samuel Gonzalez Jr. and Bridget Smith. <sighs> anyway, yeah, these these were the only two submissions we got. So, like, it, 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 if you want to join Patreon and you know pick movies for us, apparently there's a little competition yeah. from our current grave diggers. Nobody seems to care. <laughs> Womp womp. <laughs> of course, that's fitting for our show. Nobody seems to care. You know, we do this lip sync contest every year. <laughs> and if no one's going to sign up, we don't have to do it. <laughs> and now the comedian. <laughs> yeah, uh, Malignant, chosen by Aaron Meyer, uh, who said, he, he said, it's the most bonkers thing James Wan has ever made, and you're either going to love it or hate it. So that was why he picked it. He, apparently, he just wanted to hear our thoughts on it. It wasn't necessarily a spiteful thing, yeah. allegedly. Uh, and then I Max, think Aaron is the one active patron who won't purposely spite us. Yeah. <laughs> and then Max Zaleski chose uh, the Retaliators for whatever reason. I don't fully know why. Has he actually seen it? I have no idea. He might have just been like, "Oh, five finger death punches in it. Watch this, you fucks." Fucking guy. Well. Not that it matters, but which one do you want to start with? Uh, Let's start with the retaliators. Luke 18, verse 3. Here's a parable about a woman seeking vengeance for a wrongdoer who victimized her and then escaped justice. 
But Jesus tells us when a sinner goes unpunished, he is only free from man's law. When man's law fails, God's law prevails. Mr. Bishop, Mr. Bishop, oh, hold it. No. Mr. Bishop, Detective Sawyer, I'm sorry about your loss, Pastor. Don't think this was a case of road rage. Sarah was found with her hands zip tied to the steering wheel. Oh, no! I'm acquainted with this sort of hurt. I know the futility. How'd you get through it? I got healed. How? I'm gonna tell you about an opportunity I was once given, and I'm gonna offer you that same opportunity. I've got the guy, John. How'd you like one minute? One minute alone. John, I want to introduce you to the man who murdered your daughter. It's time for you to heal, John. My only rule is you can't kill him. Count the moments. He stole from your Sarah. No turning back, John. You can't find your own brother. Look harder. This isn't you. You're scaring me. Daddy, you okay? Who the hell are you guys? Where's my brother? Here. Come on! She fought harder than you do! All right, The Retaliators is a movie from last year. Um, like I said, directed by Samuel Gonzalez Jr. and Bridget Smith. I thought I read somewhere there was three directors. Um, There's three writers. There are two writers. That's what is that? IMDb or Wikipedia? Wikipedia. All right. Um. Yeah. So this was a thing. Um, so it starts out with these, these two gals, uh, and they're driving along they're driving along and they are using a roadmap because people still do that. What if it even says like, you ever heard of a GPS? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Why? Are we like, what are, yeah, what are we doing? Yeah. We're wasting time. <laughs> uh, but because she's using a roadmap and, you know, nobody ever drives the right way on without using a fucking roadmap, um, they wind up on some private road and they drive f- who knows how far down the road before they realize that they're lost. <clears throat> and one's telling the other, you know, we, you know, we should just turn around, you know, get back to the main road, yada, yada, yada. And she says, well, if we turn around, we'll, or her friend says, you know, if we turn around, we'll lose a whole day. It's like, you're, you're not gaining ground here. Just turn <laughs> around. Um, then. They blow a tire. 
That's why they're pulled over, right? Okay, I couldn't remember why they had pulled over. Yeah, so they pulled over because they blew out a tire, and the, the driver is out changing it, and something pulls her legs out from under her and drags her away uh, off into the woods. <clears throat> um, the other girl, she is not aware that something has gone wrong until she sees this fucked up looking guy out in front of their van um yeah like this opening scene gave me real wrong turn vibes yeah and like i had no idea what i was in for watching this so i'm just like this is a zombie movie right uh suddenly this this thing's head disappears um and she like kind of cowers into the back of the van and some thing or someone is beating on the back doors um, and finally opens them and it's this guy he's covered in blood and says we you know we got to get out of here and she says there are fucking zombies outside and he says those aren't aren't zombies then he gets grabbed and dragged away and uh, then so there's a lot of like weird Time jumps. jumps. <laughs> yeah. They're not even necessarily time jumps. Yeah. Like this movie features a flashback within a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> it it does indeed. Um Yeah, I mean so this you know, like I said, this movie's not even a year old, so I won't get too into the plot. <clears throat> but um It kind of sucks because like the best part of it is the the Twist, twist ending yeah. yeah yeah so this guy he or i guess so it opens up or so after this it, it, it goes to like a, a grief counseling group right that was what mm-hmm. was next and there's this girl sitting there and somebody else is kind of reading what, a poem or something and a poem or a song or something yeah and he finishes, and she says, I have a memory to share, and she starts talking, and everybody's kind of giving her this weird look, like, she's like, what are you doing here type look. It's like, well, this isn't a very warm group. Yeah, really. Um, then it goes to this big, bald guy in some kind of drug exchange with a guy on a wheelchair. Dude, this, like, cut was so abrupt that I was just like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and... Instead of just doing the trade, you know, which is good business in in any business, just doing the trade and like, all right, see you next time. You know, say hi to the wife and kids. Exchange the money for goods and or services. Instead, this guy pulls him out of his wheelchair, beats him up, breaks his leg again. So he's got a leg in like a full cast. Which the cast is way too big for him. Did you notice that? Like. Like around. Like he could have just like pulled that off. I didn't notice. I mean, it's a big plaster cast. Those things are enormous. Yeah, but you could, like, there was, like, space in between his leg and the cast. Oh. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he, like, breaks the cast and then re-breaks his leg again. Yeah. <laughs> then shoves his mouth on the tailpipe of his car, knocking out a bunch of his teeth. And then, uh, like, zip ties him and throws him in his trunk. Yeah, I don't know why any of that happened. Huh. The guy, like you said, he was just making a transaction. It wasn't like he shorted him or stiffed him or 
you know, gave him fake stuff. Like, everything was legit. Everything was on the up and up. And then all of a sudden, this guy just attacked him. Yeah. And it's like, you find out these guys are both parts of two separate organizations. And it's just, that's very unwise as to, like, if it's just, if you're buying drugs from some some dude in the Poconos. There's <laughs> some dude on the internet. And, uh, you know, and you, you know, kick his ass and throw him in the trunk. Nobody cares. But if it's like, if he's like a delivery guy for a bigger organization, you don't want to fuck with that. Yeah. You don't fuck with the cartel or yeah. like, that's how you start was- gang wars. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> fucking drug dealing one one guys. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? <laughs> Drug school. Um, uh, and then he drives off, and then we get another jump to the Christmas tree lot, right? Yeah. So we got this guy, and like, they didn't really get into it, so I wasn't sure at first, but I was pretty sure it was the guy who was covered in blood earlier. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? And this, his, his daughter, and he's got two daughters. The older one, I was almost certain, was the girl that was in the grief counseling. It was. So did that actually happen? Yeah. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Because the guy's wife died. Right. Okay. Well, I guess that makes a little more sense. Anyway, so yeah, they're at the at our Christmas tree lot or farm, I guess, um, in, in New Jersey, and uh, he's he's dragging along and you know, it's talking to his daughters about you know this and that, this and that, and he, he find out that he's, find out because it's not till later that we find out that he's a, he's a minister, yeah, um, but <laughs> he has this. Shitty uh, interaction with fucking Brian O'Halloran. With Dante Hicks. <laughs> Who wasn't supposed to be there today. <laughs> I'm like, dude, how are you going to get punked out by fucking Gil Hicks? Right. <laughs> oh, I'm like a jackhammer. <laughs> I get in there with a little pressure. When I'm done, you're not the same. You're changed. <laughs> That's the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. <laughs> um... Yeah, like while he's off talking to his daughters, he fucking comes up and takes their Christmas tree yeah. and, and buys it for himself. And he's like, um, excuse me, sir. Uh, that was our tree. I believe you have my Christmas tree. Yeah. He's like, well, I didn't see your fucking name on it. It's like, well, that's right. It's just true. You didn't see the name on it. Well, yeah, you don't usually write your name on a tree. Not usually. But you do, like, you take a little ticket. Or you, you don't buy trees. And, uh, um, no, that's true. Well, I mean, if you go to a lot or a farm or something, they usually have a tag on one of the limbs. It's a little tear-off thing at the end that you take, and you, you go pay for the tree, and they usually, like, load it on your car or something like that. So you have, like, a kind of a proof of purchase type thing. Oh, but, I mean, he had the tree. Yeah. <laughs> well, sure. Well, it's, it's, don't take your eyes off the tree, bud. I guess so. Uh, yeah, and he's like, I didn't see your fucking name on it. And yeah, he pushes him like he's getting his like at, he's being made into Dante Hicks bitch right now, yeah. which is just ridiculous. And he's he pays for the tree and walks off with it, and the guy just stands there with his thumb up his ass. Dante's still really mad about the thirty-seven dicks. 
I'm 37? In a row? <laughs> um, then, okay, so they go back to their house later that night, presumably. Um, and, yeah, this is where I find out he's, he's, a, he's a minister, and he's doing a Christmas Eve sermon. I believe so, yeah. Also, uh, his name is Bishop. Right. Yeah, he's a minister, but he's... But his name, name is Bishop. Bishop. <laughs> like, why don't you just call him Bishop Bishop? It's, uh, yeah, Priest Bishop. Priest Bishop. Uh, telling his daughter, his older daughter, that, you know, okay, uh, you know, you, after the sermon, you can go to your party or, or whatever. She's asking him to go to a party, and I think he had all, yeah, originally told her she couldn't go, and then he changed his mind. So I'll jump to church. They blah, blah, blah. The, blah, blah. the church isn't important, really. He takes, she takes off to her party, um, and while she's filling up the car at the gas station, which I, th- I don't, unless they change the law, I'm pretty sure. You can't pump your own gas in New Jersey. Yeah. I didn't even think of that when, once you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I found out, found that out, not the hard way, but like, get back in the car. <laughs> That's pretty much <laughs> what happened. Like, this was like middle of the night, probably like 11 p.m. or something. And we pull up to a gas station this is while we're on our honeymoon. First time I've ever been in New Jersey. Um, Pull up to a gas station, and I start getting out. Of the, like I don't see anybody around. Like I don't. I didn't even see anybody inside. I get out and I'm like, okay. And this guy comes out. He's like, no, 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 no. It's like luckily we had a car. Like the rental car was. This guy comes out. He's like, hey, oh, hey, oh, what are we doing here? No, it was a Middle Eastern guy. Oh, but it's New Jersey, so I just, <laughs> just maybe he, he could have done that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Just everyone in New Jersey. Yeah, Doesn't matter what they look like, where they're from originally. <laughs> Once you move to New Jersey, you just inherit that accent. Right. <laughs> um yeah, he, he comes out. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, what? What? What I do? Because in my as far as I knew, Oregon was the only state that didn't allow that. I didn't realize New Jersey was the one other state that, that doesn't. Uh and uh yeah, so that was. It's like I'm a nervous traveler. Like I don't like going to new places because I don't know what to expect. Right, and so something like that is just like, oh my god, my anxiety. <laughs> um, <laughs> have I disrespected you in some way? Am I going to jail? You calling the cops? <laughs> I'm not from here. <laughs> Luckily, our rental car was from Massachusetts. You know, mm. had Massachusetts plates, so recognized me as an out of towner. <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, they're pumping their gas at this gas station again, weird for New Jersey, but again, I mean, unless the law changed, yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, and, uh, also at this pump where, you know, on the other side of the pump is Baldy. Baldy McKills a lot. Yep. And, uh, while they're filling up their tanks, uh, this guy in the trunk starts pounding on the trunk lid. She, of course, hears it, so she's like, I didn't see anything, saw nothing, <laughs> bye-bye, and gets in the car, and uh, he try, or he, he tries to grab her, and she maces him, him. Yeah. gets in the car, and takes off. He recovers very quickly from the mace. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, what is it, like 90%, or is it like almost entirely water, like zero caps, capsicum? Capsicum? I think capsicum is right. I've only ever seen it. I don't think I've ever heard it. Like the word, yeah. 
Well, I've heard like capsicum and I've heard capsaicin, and I don't know what the difference I is. I have heard capsaicin actually. Yeah, I don't know if there's <laughs> are they the, the same thing. Um, let us know in the comments what the difference is. Um, <laughs> hey, Bob, <laughs> look it up. <laughs> uh, and she you know, she takes off, and he somehow recovers and goes off, take her off down the road after him. But he also takes time to open the trunk and punch the guy in the face. Yeah, <laughs> shut up, you. <laughs> Quiet, you. <laughs> Uh, he catches up to her because she's driving some, you know, Honda Accord or something. It was a Mercedes, but you oh, know, was it? it's several, several years old, but at least I think. And he's driving a fucking Charger. Yeah. <laughs> or was it a Challenger? I think it was a Charger. I don't know. I, I they have... just call it a black sports car. <laughs> um, for legal purposes. Yeah, probably. That sucks. Like in movies where you're not allowed to show... The logos. The logos, you have to take all those badges off and stuff. It's like, but it's such a nice car. Right. Like, especially like Mustangs, where they have to pry, pry off the Mustang mm, badges yeah. and stuff. Like, mm. The hood ornament. Yep. Um, anyway, she catches up to him down the road, or, or he catches up to her down the road, bumps her into a tree, um, which he somehow navigates the car around. He zip ties her to the the drive uh, the steering wheel and then pushes her into a lake yep uh and you know she dies 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 and um the oh so he she had called her dad saying there's a guy after me you know pan, you know panic and um so he jumps in his presumably his truck and takes off after her um but obviously it's too late she's already drowned so he goes into the spiral um, with, uh, and he, you know, the detective that's put on the case, I think, uh, you know, says, you know, we're not, we're not going to, kind of gives the whole spiel. It's like, we're not going to stop till we find this guy, blah, blah, blah. And then it gets really convoluted from here. Yep. <laughs> there are these two gangs that are populated by rock stars or, or, you know, bands. New metal stars. Yeah. Yeah, one of them is three of the five-finger death punch. There's three of the fingers. <laughs> right. So there are three fingers. Three, three-finger death poke. <laughs> Finger poke of doom. <laughs> it's like something Bruce Lee would do. Um, yeah, they're all at a strip club with their, the DJ is Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, there's a bunch of new metal guys in this. Five Figure Death Punch. There's some people from other bands, including Jacoby Shaddix from who you uh, might know better as Papa Roach, as, is, as the Papa he is Roach. The Papa, yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, and also some band called From Ashes to New performs at the church. Yeah, and like, like all the old, Yeah, they're like playing, and like all these old people, or your know, middle-aged old people, are like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this. It's like bullshit. <laughs> and then Bishop is just like, "Don't be surprised if I have blue hair next week." <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to let you know, uh, the entire soundtrack is awful. Tony, yeah. You know what I was thinking when I was watching this? What's that? Every song on this soundtrack sounds like. A song you would use in your entrance for Creator Wrestler on SmackDown versus Raw. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it <laughs> sounded like. From like 10 years ago. 
Uh, yeah. Apparently, the title song was written by Nikki Six and James Michael, whoever that is. The song that plays during the end credits. Yeah, that's like Retaliators. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Retaliators, twenty-one bullets. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just called Retaliators theme. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> that'd be funny because that's what showed up on. Like, my phone has like an automatic Shazam thing, and that it said Retaliators theme on there. It oh, really? It didn't say twenty-one guns or whatever you said. Yeah, apparently it was written by Nikki Six and James Michael, who is the singer of Six AM, which of course is Nikki Six's band side project. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, like, it's it's. I can't really get too much into this without getting really confusing, especially because I can't talk about the end. Yeah, the end is where it all kind of uh, comes together and gets good. Ish. Ish. I mean, <laughs> yeah, relatively speaking. Um, it really feels like the three acts of this movie were, like, made by different people. Yeah. Who, like, didn't really communicate the details to each other. It's yeah. like, this is what happens. Go do the next one. It's like, we're going to make a horror movie. And then whoever made the second act was like, no, nah, I'm going to make a crime noir. <laughs> And it's going to have a flashback within a flashback. <laughs> By the way, Papa Roach plays a rapist murderer. Right. Uh, yeah, I thought he was going to be like the... The big bad? Yeah. He wasn't. No, he's, he's, yeah, he's not. They set him up to be. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's a little bit of a spoiler, but I, just, I don't really care that much. <laughs> Some of the names of the people in Five Finger Death Punch, stupid. Their real names or their character names? I don't know if they're real. Or the, presumably they're real names, but I don't know that they're real. Oh, like, wasn't it, wasn't one named, like... Zoltan. Yeah, Zoltan. What's, what's his last name? Bathory. Yeah. Which is probably not a real name. I was reading about it. They had some, like, anti-mask music video. And apparently, like, he was the one that was all, like, behind it. Oh, boy. And the singer was just, like... Yeah, you're never making another one of our videos. <laughs> Instead of just saying you're done. Yeah, it seems weird that they wouldn't like kick him out of the band if they had that big a creative difference. But this appears to be his real name. At least there isn't a real one given in Wikipedia. He's like from Hungary or something, right? Yeah. Which I mean. I don't know the name Zoltan aside from dude, where's my car? But wasn't that, wasn't Zoltan from big? Wasn't that the, the machine or was that Zoltar? That's Zoltar. Um, yeah. And then Bathory, Bathory I, yeah, think I guess that the, could be Hungarian. Yeah. Anyway, we better not talk about him though. Cause he is a black belt in jujitsu and judo. Is he? Yeah. He'll kick our asses. Okay. <laughs> Bob's got our answer. <laughs> okay, good. Capsicum is the genus of plants in the nightshade family. Capsaicin is the main pungent ingredient of chili peppers. Okay. So, capsicum is not used in any kind of. Yeah, I would guess capsaicin spray. is the pepper spray yeah. ingredient. I mean, I've definitely heard people use capsicum. Maybe they just. I think capsicum might be word. in like hot sauce. I think hot sauce might use capsicum. Well, 
I mean, because... And it like, gives it its spice, and so people might... Well, hot sauce is made of peppers, so it stands to reason it would be capsaicin. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think maybe people just use capsicum incorrectly. That's possible, too, yeah. Because nightshade is poisonous. Deadly nightshade. Well, yeah. Yeah. That shit was growing in our backyard. I had to pull it out because, like, the fucking dogs eat it. They're going to throw up all over the goddamn place. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I like I said, I can't really get too far, too much further into this because I'll start spoiling things in order to make everything make sense. And uh, right, uh, so just some some random observations I have from this movie. Um, there are two of the main characters who have lost both a wife and a daughter. Yep. Every woman in this movie is white and blonde. Yeah. Every single woman. Oh, some brunette strippers. I guess that's true. Yeah. That was the high point. Yeah. Strippers. Um, the peelers. And the moral of this movie is violence is always the answer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there doesn't any, seem to be anybody willing to talk it out. Nope. I'm just going to... I mean... Just like with the drug dealer at the beginning. It's like, I'm just going to kick your ass and we'll call it good. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I will say that, you know, towards the end, things kind of go off the rails. Um, I wish I could say it was a good thing. It's not really because it gets more confusing. Or not so much confusing. It's just, I don't know. The movie seems so disjointed. Yeah. It, it, like you said, you know, it seemed like three different people wrote it separately and somehow fused it all together. And there are like story elements that are like brought up and then dropped almost as quickly. It's like the the bald guy is Five Finger Death Punch's brother. Um, and yeah, that's Zoltan. He's Zoltan's brother. N- no, no, no. Um, Ivan Moody. Oh. He's the singer. Oh, okay. I thought Zoltan was the one with all the tattoos on his face. No. But yeah, fucking Baldi is his brother, and you know, he's missing, so he goes on this hunt to find him. But like his boss tells him to find him. Yeah, but it's his brother. Yeah, but like his his boss like never shows up again. I don't, I don't know how necessarily important it was, but he's just like, you never hear from him again. And, uh, there, yeah, like I said, like presumably two gangs, but you only really, really see one. You, you get kind of, kind of like the suspicion that like, maybe there's like a, like I said, a gang war yeah, on the horizon, but that never does any, never happens. You see one other guy, um, who I think, I think he's from ice nine kills, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. Um, but they just like show up and they like, Where's my brother? Where is he? <laughs> and then he tells him, and then they kill him. And then they like, and then the girl that he's with does like all the cocaine. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. all of it. Like she just like literally gets two handfuls and just goes. <laughs> Motorboats of can- cocaine. Um, yeah, while they suffocate him to death with a plastic bag. Yeah, which for some reason is bloody. I don't know if they punched him, like put it on his head and punched him a couple times or 
I mean, it'd probably die faster if like, you do that like way. Manhunt. <laughs> you know, the most disappointing part of this was you never once see Dante again. Yeah. He's just in that role for two minutes and then he's gone. He's gone out of our lives. Got to go back to the quick stop. Yep. I'm committed to him being actually Dante. <laughs> Not Gil or a third Hicks. No, it's Dante. I think I swear there was another Hicks in one of the movies, but I can't remember what his name was. I want to say it started with a G as well, but I don't recall. Because he's he's Dante in Clerks and Jay and Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. He's Gil in Mallrats. Was there another movie where he would have been a different character? Maybe Chasing Amy. Maybe. I guess I've. It's been so long since I've seen that. Like, yeah, I'm not big on Chasing Amy. I'm not big on most movies that have Ben Affleck, especially as a main character. Except for Phantoms. No, fuck Phantoms. He was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. He sucks. People say that, and like I feel like they haven't actually seen Phantoms, because the movie sucks. Oh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. He was an anchorman named Grant Hicks. Ah. So really, also, he wasn't Dante? He was also Dante. <laughs> Okay. And apparently in something called Off Time. He oh, he was in Dogma, too. That He must have been Grant Hicks in that. Apparently in something called Off Time, he was Principal Hicks. <laughs> uh, the Flying Car, he was Dante Hicks. I don't know what that is. In Chasing Amy, he's Jim Hicks, but it's a deleted scene. In Dogma, he is Grant Hicks. Okay. And in Chasing Amy, he is Jim Hicks in also in the movie yeah. and not just the deleted scenes. Why is that two different credits? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like not even just like each act felt like it was written by someone else. It felt like it was made by someone else. Like they all had kind of a different vibe. Like the yeah. whole tone of the movie kind of like shifts and then almost shifts back. Which works sometimes. But sometimes, but like, like I said, here it was like, like the first act is kind of this horror thriller kind of the second act is basically just a crime movie it's kind of like seven or like something of that ilk where there's kind of like horror elements but it's still more just a crime movie yeah and then the third act is more just kind of straight horror right and the the thing that they set up in the beginning with uh what the hell is his name? bishop bishop um it's it's it doesn't really get explored much. It's just like, oh, here's this situation. Here's you know fucking fifteen minutes of runtime to to figure it out. <laughs> what? This seems like such a big part of the entire premise, and you're spending like the tail end of the movie talking about it. Yeah, get rid of all that fucking gang shit. Nobody cares. Right. And nobody, is, nobody cares, Sean. No bearing on the conclusion of the movie. No, none whatsoever. Uh. It's like you could have left it with, you know, the, the guy killed his daughter. That's a, that is enough. Yeah. And then his brother and his, and his cronies come looking for him. Sure. That that is plenty. Yeah. The whole thing where they're trying to like, you know, they're they're busting up the ranks of like other like a rival gang or, or whatever the hell it was. It was so irrelevant to the plot, but it took up so much screen time. Mm-hmm. It was like they just like. It was like they wrote the script and they were like, oh, this is only like 72 minutes. We're, we got to pad this somehow. 
It's like I understand the 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 end scene or you know the the last not it wasn't even the full last act. Yeah. It was just a scene in the last act. That was probably the most expensive part of the movie, I would I'd venture to guess, but um that's definitely where they should have spent their 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 money because that was the most interesting part of the movie. Well, yeah, it's the most violent, the most gory, the most effects heavy. <clears throat> yeah, and like I said, you set it up with this uh this cold open, well I mean, that's not the right term, but like, there's a term for when you show the end first. It's in media rem. Okay. That. I I just learned that yesterday. Oh. Or in media res. Okay. So yeah, using that, setting up that up is like, this is what the movie's going to, you know, build towards. And it did, but like not. But that's not the end. Yeah. And it's it's like the 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 that whole premise is so seems so unimportant in the grand scheme of things when it should have been the most important thing. Yeah. So yeah, I think they were just. I think they wanted to build too much into this movie, like put there's there's too much plot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and as a result, which they're not the first to do that. Every time it does happen, something gets ignored or you know doesn't get its proper screen time and the whole movie falls apart so um yeah it's it's kind of kind of a mess kind of all over the place uh you know i if this movie hadn't been so structurally unsound um i could see myself giving it a higher rating Probably significantly higher, but just as it is, I don't know three. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean the the plot's a mess. The theme of the movie, I guess you would say, is garbage. Um, and you know. It's, a bunch of your main characters are all rock stars, so the acting is not great. Nope. Why? Why would you do that? You're only getting like, like a small little niche audience who are even going to recognize them. Well, apparently the production company is a is a uh, record label. Ah, well, there you go. Um, better noise. That's yeah. ironic. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Yeah, like the the third act could have been something if they had worked the story more around that. Um, I'll go four. All right. Less CGI blood splatters would have been nice too. Get some real fucking squibs in there. Yep. Well, yeah, that's Retaliators. Uh, if you have Prime, it's on there for free. So, yeah, that's the best part of this this episode is that we didn't have to pay for either of these movies, right? If Aaron and Max had made us pay for these movies, I, I would be upset at them. I'd be taking it out of their Patreon. <laughs> right. We should just start making that general policy. If you make us watch a shitty movie that we have to pay for, that we're taking it out of it. Well, it's kind of our own pocket, but still, it's a principle. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, yeah, up next is I. if, if you've listened to this show regularly, uh, you know that we are not big fans of James Wan, which is probably why uh, we were forced to watch Malignant. I'm having visions. 
after Florence Weaver was found brutally murdered in her home this morning. Did you know her? No, but I saw her die. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing murders. As they're happening. Hello? He says his name is Gabriel. I think he's someone from my past. Whatever happened to you before you joined our family hurt you in a way that I can't even imagine. Stop saying that. Maddie, who are you talking to? Gabriel. Is he your imaginary friend? Imaginary Imaginary He's the devil. getting closer. He wants to talk to you. Mom, what do you know? He's coming for me. So, uh, yeah, as I said, chosen by Aaron Meyer, our, our patron and uh, gravedigger and uh, confidant. I don't know. Sure. He yeah. seems cool. <laughs> Except for making us watch this movie. Uh, liked E. <laughs> in hated, hated water. water. <laughs> Screenplay by Akella Cooper. Directed, of course, by James Wan. Oh, I thought he wrote this, too. So did I for some reason. Oh, but the movie starts off. It probably would have been a lot worse if he wrote it because he, he can't write his way out of a paper bag. Yeah. His best movies are ones that other people write. Saw. So this movie starts off in 1993. We see this big castle up on a hill, and uh, there's this scientist, and he's like, Gentlemen! <laughs> How many people get that reference, you think? Six? Uh, maybe. It kind of depends on how many people listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah. But so, uh, this Dr. Florence Weaver. Weaver! Weaver! Are you ready, Weaver? <laughs> and her colleagues, Victor Fields and John Gregory, are dealing with this patient named Gabriel. And we never really get a close look at Gabriel. He's kind of always in the shadows, but he, he seems very angry. Step into the shadows, Batman. Yep. That's what they say. Bane. They say they say that to him. Step into the shadows. <laughs> you were merely molded by the dark. I don't know. My sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> you never watched Poison Ivy or not Poison Ivy. Um, Harley Quinn. I've watched 
a handful of episodes. Have you okay, have you seen Bane? Yeah. Okay, so he's he's <laughs> this is funny. He's got that same voice. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, they Gabriel's like attacking them, and finally Doctor Weaver is just like, <laughs> it's it's time. Like we 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 just says we we need to cut the cancer out or something like that. The cancer must be removed. Yeah. Something along those lines. This movie, like already, already five minutes into the movie, it's super fucking cheese. This opening scene is very cheesy. Yeah, and it's like not good cheese. It's like Jesus Christ. Why am I watching this? Did you say Jesus Christ? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut forward to present day, which is 2021, of course. <laughs> I've said this on the show, but I hate when they say present day. Just put the fucking year. Yep. I said it last episode because Friday the 13th, which takes place in 1980, says present day. Right. But so we fast forward 27 years later, and we're introduced to Madison Lake Mitchell, who is a pregnant. She's a nurse of some kind, it appears. She's wearing scrubs. Yeah, that never says what her profession is. But. Yeah. I don't know if that was sexist to me to assume she's a nurse and not a doctor, but... <laughs> Um, but she's pregnant and she lives with her, uh, husband, I guess. Yeah. I guess I don't remember them ever saying if they were married or just together, but they said husband, I guess later they say husband at this point they don't, but they live in Seattle, Woo! but it's not Seattle. No part of this is Seattle except for the, um, the stock footage of the space needle. Yeah. And at one point they're driving up first. Yeah, past, past the market. I was like, "Is that really the only scene in Seattle? Like, why there?" <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why this takes place in Seattle. There's no reason for it. No, no, no whatsoever. Like, they'll put it in Seattle if they filmed in Vancouver, but they didn't right. film in Vancouver. No, they filmed almost the entire thing in LA. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, so I why? Don't, why not why is it Seattle? Place in LA? Like, yeah. Um, but so she comes home to her husband, Maximum Derek. <laughs> Derek. Very Derek. <laughs> but he's he's watching UFC, so you immediately know he's a douchebag. Oh, yeah. And she's, like, trying to talk to him about being pregnant and having these, you know, pains. And that's why she's home from work early, because she's having these pains. And she can't take uh, aspirin, so she's asking if there's any Tylenol. And he's not paying any attention, because he's got the fight on way too loud. And so he's just, he's just a real turd. Yeah, it's like, what's he doing home in the middle of the day? Yeah. He's just being a real dick cheese burger. But he half a butt puppet. <laughs> he gets mad at her and says, you know, maybe you should stop getting pregnant. <laughs> and she's just like, <laughs> just like, what the fuck? It's like <laughs> what? what? That's kind of what I was like, what I thought too. It's like for a split second, I'm like, wait a minute. Is this like her brother or something? <laughs> it's like, is he not responsible for this? Right. And like, do at this point you're like, do they have other kids? Like, yeah. but you find out she's actually had two miscarriages already. And so they they argue, and he like slams her head against the wall. Like it puts a dent in the wall. That's how hard he pushes her against the wall. Yeah, it's not like drywall. It's like fucking plaster and lap. Yeah. <laughs> But so, you know, she goes out and sleeps on the couch, and that night, she hears something, wakes her up, 
and she finds Derek. 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 I can't hear that name without thinking. I know. I just I love Jason Manzukas. He's so good. His his head is like in a way that a head should not be. Yeah. And there's like bones sticking out of his neck, which is never a good sign. Because some shadow creature. Some shadow. <laughs> Why can I not do a bane? <laughs> I don't know. Kermit uh, the Frog here. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, some some kind of shadow creature comes out out of the shadows. I mean, it's like this movie's so fucking telegraphed. We already know it's Gabriel. Yeah. We don't know. Well, we don't know why we, yeah, or who so Gabriel is. We know we know it's Gabriel, and we know he has some kind of connection to her. We already know that. How do we know that? Well, why else is it focusing on her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> why is the movie about her? I thought you meant like within the realm of the movie, we know that. But you mean as an audience, we know that. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, Gabriel and like attacks her, but she uh, she gets knocked unconscious. She doesn't, for whatever reason, Gabriel doesn't kill her. I mean, I guess we do find out later, but I guess that's a spoiler. I don't know. Uh, yeah, she wakes up in the hospital and her sister, Sydney, tells her that the baby didn't make it. So that's that's three. Very poor luck. Um. She gets interviewed by these police detectives, uh, police detective Shaw and Moss. Shaw, every, his first name is Kikoa, but everyone calls him K. I was like, it's always weird to me when people in movies have nicknames because I'm like, let's just call them that. Yeah, or like Kikoa sounds like it might be a native name, which I guess makes yeah, sense po- for Seattle. Or possibly Hawaiian, I thought, or like Islander of some kind. Yeah, it could be. But, like, I don't know. I guess they do call him that enough to, to warrant it. But, yeah, if they call him, like, that once and then call him K for the rest of the movie, like, his name is irrelevant. Yeah, like, his name could be Kevin. Is it? Yeah. And this this Moss, I, at first I thought it was Wanda Sykes. And I was like, <laughs> what a random fucking casting. <laughs> that would have greatly changed the tone of this entire movie. <laughs> yeah. But so Madison goes home, you know, she heals up and she goes home and she tells Sydney that she is actually adopted. Um, and the way that the movie portrays this is like it's this major reveal that like changes everything. And I'm just like, yeah, and so you're adopted. Like, Great. A lot of people are adopted. <laughs> yeah. Like Sydney has known you her entire life. It doesn't change anything. Right. Um, yeah. Then we, we cut to this woman running a Seattle underground tour, which I thought at first this might've been the actual Seattle underground that there. It, it looks close. It did it. look kind of like it. Yeah. yeah. I haven't, I've only been down there once and it's been so long. Like I can't remember. Yeah. Well enough, but it, 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 did, it definitely looks like it, it looked I, convincing I, enough. Yeah. Which I will say for, you know, whatever reason that this is in Seattle, they did a good job of making things look like Seattle. Like the, the, the details were, you know, like they, there's one point where they talk about someone dying in their Washington Park home, and that's like an actual neighborhood in Seattle. And um, they did like one person is like, "Oh, he was murdered," 
in his apartment, in the Silver Cup Apartments in Beacon Hill. There's no Silver Cup Apartments in Beacon Hill. And Beacon Hill doesn't look anything. No, <laughs> no. Let me tell you, though, there's Silver Cup Studios, which is what that sign is, and that's in New York. <laughs> I did like to, when they showed the police station, it was on Kitsap and some other street, and I was like, oh, those are actual streets. Hey, Seattle. <laughs> those streets don't intersect with each other, like, but... It's not hard to do. Just like pull up a fucking map. It's true. Yeah. Pull up a map of where a Seattle police station is and use those streets. Yeah, yeah. Google Seattle police station. <laughs> People will go, oh, that's the street it's on. That's not it, but that's, that's the street it's on. Yeah. Like, uh, let's see. Eighth and Pine. I think it is Pine. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's where the police station is. Yeah. Use that. That's sure. great. People in Seattle, nobody. Everybody else no, won't know the difference, but people in Seattle will be like, hey, that's actually where it is. Yeah, like I said, they'll go, that's not it. No. It, it doesn't look anything like that. But Yeah, it look like the actual police station, which is not what police stations look like maybe 60 years ago. Right. <laughs> it looked like that. But it looked like some like abandoned hospital or something. Or like a hotel or something. <laughs> yeah. I also noticed they showed someone's driver's license at one point, and I was like, oh, that's pretty close to what a Washington driver's license looked like, except it has a generic mountain in the background instead of Rainier. <laughs> It's like, I don't think Rainier is copyrighted. I don't think anybody owns the image of Rainier. Just put it, fucking put put Rainier on there. Uh, Yeah, so anyways, um, where was I? Oh, the woman running the underground tour. Um, She gets kidnapped by, we we know it's Gabriel at this point, Um, but they're still trying to make it seem like we don't. Mm -hmm. It's just a shadowy figure. Uh, Shaw and Moss discover that Madison was actually um, a patient of Weaver's. Weaver! Are you ready, Weaver? <laughs> uh, Madison starts having visions. She has visions of Dr. Fields being attacked. She has a vision of Dr. Um, uh, sorry, she has a vision of Weaver being attacked, Fields being killed. And it's these visions are so hokey. <laughs> like yeah. the walls kind of like melt and burn in the away, and then she's. I kind of liked that effect. I'll, I'll admit the effect's not bad, but and then just like the way that like she's sitting there as all the stuff's going on, and it's I don't know. I thought I thought it was a little hokey. I didn't understand. Like I don't know. Like the fact that she was just. You know, she just went through a traumatic event. It seemed like her sister was kind of like on top of her. Uh, and, you know, and then obviously after the murder of her husband, it seemed like the cops were all over her too. Well, yeah, because they realized the, the cops figured out that he was abusive. And so they're like, there's motive. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. And her sister's an actress. Yeah. Was there a reason? Did she need to be an actress? Like. No. <laughs> Not relevant to the plot. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I guess she had to be something. Yeah, I guess. It just seems like that's like such a prominent uh, profession. Like, you know, if she was like a teacher or something, it, you, would, you wouldn't think twice about it. There was one part where they're, uh, they're trying to kind of get to the bottom of, of Madison's connection to Gabriel. And her sister's like, don't you guys like work with psychics or something? Yeah. 
And uh, what was the, the female? Uh, Shaw. Shaw. No. Shaw. Um, Moss. Moss. Shaw is the cat. Oh, yeah, Moss says, no, we don't. And she's like, uh, I actually played a psychic on a cram- on a police drama once, and so I think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. And Moss also accuses Shaw of just, like, only helping because he thinks that Sydney is hot. Right. Well, I mean, she's pretty cute. She's cute, yeah. <laughs> um, what was that? Uh, they do bring in a, a hypnotherapist, not necessarily a psychic, but... Um, but Sydney thinks that Madison is psychic. Like, not necessarily that they need to bring in a psychic, but she thinks that Madison is psychic. And so is having these. Basically, she's a. Uh, oh, fuck. What are they called? Telepath? M- no. In uh, that shitty Tom Cruise movie. Pre- Precogs. Precognizant? Yeah. But I guess it's not pre, it's mid cog. <laughs> yeah so the, the cops are convinced that madison is the killers is the killer and uh we find out that the seattle underground woman is actually her biological mother and she's been penned up in the attic and they, they end up finding her because she just falls through the ceiling right how shitty was this house she just fallen through the ceiling it was like uh, like Christmas vacation. <laughs> so do people know the thing about Gabriel? Is that, uh, is that a well-known thing or is that a spoiler? I mean, I knew. So it's probably a spoiler, but like I think a lot of people know. <laughs> okay. Well, if you don't know and you care, I guess spoiler alert. Uh, Gabriel was Madison's twin that she absorbed in utero and he was attached to the back of her head. This is a real thing that happens. People usually they'll end up with just like a fatty mass of teeth and bone. But Gabriel is like, has a, a, a face kind of, it's kind of distorted and looks almost <laughs> animalistic. <but laughs> yeah. He kind of looks like basket case and he's got like two little arms that stick out and legs too. Doesn't he? I don't think he had legs. I think he just had arms. Okay. But they find out that he could actually control the brain. Like they, they basically shared a brain. And so there were part points where Gabriel could take over the vision. And so he could basically make Madison see, like just put her in a fantasy world. And then he could, would be able to see and control what was being seen. And so what, what they did, this was the fucked up part. They like cut off as much as they could of Gabriel and whatever was left, they just shoved inside Madison's skull and closed her up. That's not how it works. That's not how, that's not how any of this works. (laughs) Yeah. And so Gabriel is still functioning inside her brain and apparently, when she got slammed into the wall, it, like, woke Gabriel up. And although we find out more towards the end that what was happening is he was actually 
cognizant this entire time. And he was actually the one that was killing her babies. He was eating the fetuses yeah. to, to regain power. Yeah. And um, yeah, so he was able to basically come to life, wake up the body, and control the body. But he would do everything backwards. Since he was on the back of her head, he would make her body move backwards. Which is silly. And he was just like, mmm, this extra long turo tastes good in my real mouth. <laughs> Dude. All I could think of the whole time. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> um, yeah, and so like she she talks about him being her imaginary friend for part of the movie. But that's quickly kind of debunked. But I feel like the marketing was all kind of built around that. Sorry, say that again? The marketing was all kind of built around, this is her imaginary friend. Um, but that gets debunked in the movie fairly quickly. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I Honestly, I paid so little attention to this, the marketing. Like, the only reason I knew what was going on is because I heard people talking about it fucking ad nauseum. Yeah. But, like, it's called malignant, so that kind of should give you some kind hey, of let's, clue. It, you're going to know. <laughs> um. Yeah, like I said at the beginning, this whole movie was so telegraphed. It's like you could practically predict the next scene. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I thought the whole thing about him walking backwards was stupid. I know it was used to kind of like create like this creepy, like kind of contortionist-like effect, but it was dumb. <laughs> it, it, it didn't work for me. It looked stupid. <laughs> like, I don't think it looked as good on screen as whoever came up with it imagined it in their head. Thing is, I thought it looked good at points. Like when he first kind of took over the body and the bones were all kind of like, you know, snapping backwards and into place and stuff. But once he got moving and stuff, it just, it looked like someone wearing clothes backwards. Yes. And then like, there's like a whole scene of him doing karate. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's one part where like, for some reason he's like super strong. Like he has this incredible. Yeah. And even though strength Madison in the movie says it's my body. If he can do it, I can do it. Right. And then she proceeds to lift up a fucking hospital bed by herself. Right. Which is just absurd. Which is, he threw it across the room. So. Yeah. This is this nonsense. But yeah. He has the super strength, you were saying. Well, that's my point. Like, oh, yeah. wh- why does he have super strength? And why he's can- not, he's not a fucking demon. And why, why can he do karate? Right. There's literally like a whole fight scene out of, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon or something. Like, he's just, like, fighting off all these cops. And it's, you know, it's a well-choreographed fight scene, but it doesn't fit this movie. <laughs> no. Absolute nonsense. Yeah. Probably could have cut that out and uh, not had a two-hour-long movie. Right. Yeah. that That's what irritated the shit on me, is I was forced to spend two hours of my life watching this goddamn thing. <laughs> um... Yeah, you know, like Aaron, like you said, Aaron said you'll either love it or hate it. And like honestly, I kind of nothing it <laughs> for a James Wan movie. I don't think I hated it. It's definitely one of his better movies. Do you know why? Because things happen. Yeah, and he doesn't rely <laughs> entirely on jump scares. Yeah, most of his movies, nothing happens. And he gets a little creative at points. Like everyone I think has seen the scene where she is running through the house 
and it's all an aerial shot. Right. And it's just like a wonder of her running through the house. And that's a cool shot. Yeah. Well, like that like dollhouse type yeah. thing. I don't know. That didn't. That was really doing it for me. Yeah, I thought it was cool. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I was really trying to separate myself from my, from my fucking just sheer hatred of James Wan. It was hard to do. But I think I'm being like very honest with this movie that it was very overhyped and and just kind of dog shit. See, I, I don't, I don't think it was dog shit. I don't think it was something I would like. I I would never watch this again. No. But like, there were parts of it I thought I I I can't bring myself to say I liked it because that's too far. <laughs> that's too much. It's. Honestly, I think its biggest problem was that it was an hour and 52 minutes. Like, it didn't need to be that long. Mm. And you could have gotten to the point a lot faster. Because, like we were saying, there's stuff that's telegraphed, and they still kind of want to stretch it out and make it seem like it's this mystery. And it's like, no, we figured this out. Right. So, um, but yeah, overall, I didn't hate it. Um, it wasn't as as awful as some of the movies. Like I said, there's actually action in it. The the science of it is ridiculous. Um, like we said, they wouldn't just <laughs> shove half a twin inside someone's brain and call it good enough. That'll work. Eh, close enough. But yeah, like you said, I Aaron said we'll love it or hate it. I kind of nothing it. I don't really have strong opinions. It's I am comparing it to all of James Wan's other movies, and so I'm like, yeah, compared to those, it's not so bad. I'm actually looking at his filmography right now, and uh, he actually hasn't written anything. He wrote he wrote a movie called Stygian, which he which came out before Saw. He's written stories, but not actual scripts. Oh. Uh, see he okay. So he wrote he wrote The Conjuring two, which was just so bad. Um, but everything else, like he wrote, he wrote the story for Saw, Saw three, Dead Silence. That movie is awful. <laughs> Insidious two. He wrote The Conjuring two, wrote the story for The Nun, Aquaman, Annabelle Comes Home. The Conjuring, what is this, probably three? The Devil uh, Made Me Do It? Yeah. I think that's three, yeah. Malignant, Megan, and the Aquaman sequel. I just feel like so much of his movies, like there's the Conjuring movies where nothing happens, and then there's other movies like Insidious that just rely too much on like a demon or some other kind of creature, and it's... I, I don't know who does his creature effects, but they don't look good. I, I yeah, I just I've never been impressed by him. Like yeah. by any well, let me say, I really liked Saw, especially mm-hmm. when it was new. Um, and you know the first what let's say three movies had you know potential. I mean they were watchable. All the saws after that were just one was more agonizing than than. The one before it, yeah, um, and uh, 
Like, what was that? Other one? Dead Silence. That's when we watched. Dead Silence is bad. That's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that, like, that's not even like, but like I mean, an early effort from him. Like that was well into his career. <laughs> even you look at Dead Silence, Annabelle, The Nun, Insidious. Like all these movies rely on like one monster creature thing, and. They all look just campy and cheesy in like a B movie from the eighties, <laughs> but they're played so straight. Yeah, they're not played campy. They're not played cheesy, and so that's what just makes them hard to take seriously. Mm-hmm. The fact that they take themselves too seriously. So yeah, um, like I said, this one at least had some action. Although at, at points it was too much action. I don't think Gabriel should have been um, a, a ninja. <laughs> Um, I think I got no choice but just go right down the middle and give it a five Uh, give it two (laughs) and on on the point of like the creatures and stuff in his movies Gabriel looked dumb yes (laughs) and like the whole like I said, the backwards, like if the fact that he's like in the back of her head, fine, whatever. But the fact that he's walking and doing everything backwards, that was stupid. It's because especially they, they, uh, already said that he could control what she sees. Yeah. It's like, so just use her eyes. Right. Walk forwards. Yeah. Just close your own eyes and <laughs> yeah, like I said, I thought it looked cool. Like when it first kind of did the transformation. And you, you know, like the bones were snapping and stuff as as it turned backwards. Yeah. But yeah, then once it got moving, it it just didn't look natural in any. Well, I mean, it's not supposed to look natural, but it didn't look like. Um, I don't know. It it just it, it didn't look good. Yeah, that's the only way to say it. Yeah, like <laughs> when when uh, the cops were investigating. After Derek got killed, Derek um, <clears throat> said that the the bruising was a handprint on his on his neck, and it was upside, upside down. down. It's like, oh, he hanging from a ceiling. His hand was just upside down. <laughs> Why I don't know, but it's very easy for somebody to just go like this because that's exactly what Gabriel's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad we got this out of the way, though, because now we can never be forced to watch it again. That's true. <laughs> it's like pulling off a Band-Aid. It's freeing in a way. That's what it is. Is it? Huh? Is it? A little bit. I mean, there's there's two hours of our lives we'll never get back. That's for sure. That's true. But at least it's out of the way now. Yeah. <laughs> But that's not to say there aren't plenty of other shitty movies that people can force us to watch. That's true. At least when we, uh, in October Rama, we always let the patrons pick a theme. But at least then we still get to pick the movies. Right. We get to pick the best of that theme, regardless of how shitty it may be. Right. Anyway. All right. Well, that's it, guys. That's the show. That's that's the show. (laughs) This is the show. What the hell was that? Big mouth. That's right. Hey, you on the elliptical. You don't say a fucking thing. (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you uh, enjoyed, like you know, Aaron. I really hope you got what you were expecting <laughs> because there's no way you thought you would think. There's no way you could possibly have thought that we were going to think this was a good movie. Yeah, probably not. And Max, you know what you're doing. Max, Max knew what he was doing. He's an asshole. He was like, oh, "Papa Roach." <laughs> Five finger dick punch. Uh, that's what they should call him. <laughs> I'm gonna call him that. From I'm gonna write him fan mail. And say you're five finger dick punch, assholes. I'm gonna call him one finger poke of doom. <laughs> I'll send him a fucking Xerox of the underside of my balls. <laughs> sure. Fuck him. <laughs> they're gonna think they're WMDs. <laughs> Those are balls. <clears throat> Are you sure those aren't balls? Because last, last time, time they, they were balls. <laughs> These are not balls. All right. Uh, we're going to be back in a couple weeks, guys, with a brand spanking new episode uh, with, you know, our usual vamping. Yep. Our usual brand of nonsense. Yeah. In which we tried to talk about news-related topics. And then uh, a couple movies. And then we start talking about pogo sticks and pogs instead. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> Classic us. <laughs> Classic Derek. <laughs> Maximum Derek. Uh, what are we going to be watching next episode, Taylor? Uh, we're going to be watching Natty Knox, starring Bill Mosley, uh, Kane Hodder, and Robert England. Heard of them? Isn't uh, Daniel Harris in it, too? And also Daniel Harris is in it. Yeah. Daniel Harris is in it. <laughs> <laughs> And it's directed by the director of Halloween 4. So, you know, that's a thing. There we go. And we're also going to be watching 1988's Cheerleader Camp for some reason. (laughs) It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm sure it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Fun stuff. (laughs) I actually haven't seen it. It just sounded like something would be up my alley, at least. I mean, it's got that great, like, Goosebumps-esque cover. Oh, yeah. Of, like, the skeleton girl. With the pom-poms and the pom-poms. Yeah. Because skeletons have boobs. Skeletons have boobs, of course. <laughs> have you ever seen a skeleton with a shirt off? I didn't think so. <laughs> My mom is a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like too much. All right, guys. Uh, that's going to do it. Uh, we'll be back with you in a couple weeks. Uh, until then... Where can people find us, Taylor? They can find us at greatplotpodcast.com, as well as wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Give us five stars, and just put a little sum in the note. It doesn't matter what it is, but that does help more people find us. Uh, you can just put, you know, my mommy's a skeleton, or tell, <laughs> us, uh, tell us how many pogs you have in your collection and what your best slammer is. Uh, Do that. Rate on a, on a scale of one to ten how interested you would be in Grave Plot Podcast branded blo- in Pogs. <laughs> you can also follow us on show, show, social media. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and yep, we are on threads, folks. Uh, as Grave Plot Podcast and all those places. We're also on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. And of course, make sure you check out patreon.com slash Grave Plot Podcast. You can pick movies for our next Patreon Picks episode as well as, like I said, we do a week of the Patreon theme where the Patreon's get to select uh, a monster or creature for us to talk about two movies uh, of with from. Yep. Yep. 
And also greatplotfilmfest.com. Like I said, uh, submissions will be opening August 1st. So if you are a filmmaker or know a filmmaker, get ready. Do it. Bring money. <laughs> yep. It's, it, it's five bucks. Sorry. <laughs> All right, guys. We will catch up with you next time. Till we speak again, I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. <laughs>